0: Hello fellow homebrewers, JP here and I want to introduce to you the brand new Brew Built X1 Conical Series available at More Beer. More Beer sells the highest standard in homebrewing equipment and the Brew Built Conicals are just that. They're made from mere polished 304 stainless steel and they come with loads of features that you and I have been looking for. They have a full 2 inch bottom dump valve which will eliminate your clogging issues while the sturdy base includes 4 reinforced legs just like those big Pro Tanks do. More Beer also carries the Brew Built line of options and add
1: Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to the Brewcast. It's another great Sunday here in California, and we've got a good show planned for you today. JP, hanging out in the chat room. How you feeling today, JP? I feel great. Yeah, feel good. We've got your uh, conical fermenter bubbling away over in the corner. Yeah, how is that
0: thing working out for
1: you? Working great. In fact, uh, Chad just uh, threw in. It's it's not bubbling away too much anymore. Chad just threw his dry hops in there today. Nice. Dry hopping it right there in the conical.
0: Beauty. What'd you put in there, Chad?
1: Uh, Centennial, four ounces, four ounces, and that's your
0: amber. Uh, is that what you're doing over the there? The brown, yeah, the brown. That's four right. ounces of Centennial dry hop and ten gallons of beer. <laughs> yeah, yes, <sir>. baby. Wow.
2: <laughs> Watch
0: it. I think I think that's just going to sprout vines and start growing some friggin' hops. Dude. I hope so. That'd that's be cool. Lot. Yeah.
1: That would be. So we got that thing uh, going away over there in the corner. Appreciate you letting us use it. It's worked out great. That fan. uh You've got the. We're talking about JP's fully temp controlled conical. We mentioned yeah. this last week. Uh, we were making fun of him. Because he's not brewing for the summer. It's too hot for JP, <laughs> so we get to use his conical. And uh, I'll tell you, that fan uh, it, it goes nuts, man. Uh, gets up to seventy degrees. I think Chad has it at sixty-eight with a two-degree swing, and that thing will get up to seventy. And uh, you can hear that fan cranking away across the house.
2: Yeah, it's good. <laughs> Things are I love powerful.
1: It. <laughs> Alright, now with us today, we're gonna to have some special guests showing up in a little while. Haven't quite made it yet, but they'll be hanging out, and they're gonna help us greet the man, the legend, the Bay Area Homebrew King, is what I think, uh, the name has been floating around lately, and it's Mr. Homer Smith, and he's hanging out with us today. How are you, Homer?
3: Oh, I feel great today.
1: Yeah, we're happy to have you.
3: Well, the pleasure's gonna be mine.
1: Hey, we brought you up into the 110 degree weather out of, you were in nice, cool, uh, Berkeley before getting here, and, uh, we made you come out here to sweat with us.
3: Oh, it's not that bad. It's a beautiful day. All
1: right, you'll be you, you say that now. Give it an hour sitting in this studio, Homer. You'll be begging to get out of <laughs> <Not> here.
3: <laughs>
1: but we're real happy to have you, and we're going to talk all sorts of things with Homer today. This guy has been in the industry for. Let me make sure I got this right. Is it thirty years now, or, or more than thirty years?
3: Oh, it's a few over thirty, about thirty-five.
1: Is that right? Hmm. Thirty-five years in the business, and uh, I, I think it it's safe to say that you've seen the industry change over time. And we're going to talk about about that with you today.
3: Oh, a lot of great changes.
1: We're also going to talk with you your favorite beers to brew are uh, porters and stouts. So we're going to cover that with Homer later on in the show, also. And we were just going over some of the tips even before the show. I wanted to stop you and say, hang on, we got to get that on the microphone. <laughs> so we'll get to all that uh, porters and stouts. And then last, uh, and certainly not least, the folks who know you best, Homer, would not let me get through this show if we didn't talk some barbecue with you.
3: Oh, we can always talk some Q. That's easy.
1: All right, because the, the rumor has it that you're the yeah, you're not just the homebrew king around here. You that you are the barbecue master, the smoked meat master.
3: Well, I owe it all to that good uh, oak that we have at the store. Is that right? That's oh. what you used to smoke? Well, that's one of the secrets. That's what we're going to get into.
0: Okay, fantastic. So <laughs> I love this guy. Already, he's he's throwing out teasers. Yeah. Well, well that's what we'll get into, Justin. You're, so why don't you slow down? <laughs> I <laughs> love Homer, it. You're made for radio. You're going to do just <laughs> fine in here.
3: I don't know about that, but we're going to work on it. <laughs>
1: Alright, so if you've got any questions for Homer, get him ready. Those are the things we're going to be talking with him about today. And anything else you guys want to know, this is a man who can, you can probably get some some answers. If there are any wine guys out there, you can do that too, because Homer's uh, big thing down there at the shop is wine. And we'll talk a little bit about that with him. Uh, Maybe get him back some other time to do a a full wine show. Um, So get your questions ready. 888-401-BEER. That's our number. It's a toll-free line. You can call from anywhere. 888-401-BEER. We'll put you on the air. You can ask your questions that way of course JP's hanging out in the chat room just hit the chat now button right there on the home page and uh, that'll get you into the chat room with all the other listeners a lot of people hanging out there today huh
0: yeah, yeah, the list keeps growing. People keep coming in, and uh, a lot of guys have never heard of it before.
1: Is that right? Good. Yeah, so we got so some got new some folks. New oh yeah, like to see that. Always like to see new people hanging out. So if you go into the chat room, uh, you can ask all your questions there. JP writes it down, hands them over to me. Already got some coming through. Uh, some stout questions for you. So we'll get get those over to you, Homer. We're gonna start interviewing uh, Homer officially right around six uh, o'clock. So just hang out with us. You guys know how things work. Got a lot of comments about last week's show, JP. Oh, any good ones? Yeah, if people love really? it. Really? But it was definitely oh, called, like, the meltdown of meltdowns. Uh, uh We were all in rare form. I enjoyed myself thoroughly. I actually, I don't ever listen to the shows, but I listened to that. I listened to uh, a lot of last week's show. Really? I, I thought it was hilarious, man. I
0: listened to some, and I-, I don't know, man. You didn't like it? I don't know. I- I've been <laughs> funnier.
1: Uh, uh, you know what? I think the difference is is that last week, everyone was funny. Doc and Sully, they were really funny. Yeah. And so maybe you didn't like it because you weren't the shining star. I know, and I don't like that. <laughs> you know me well enough. Yeah. Uh, yeah, maybe you've been funnier. I don't know. Uh, but uh, I thought it was hilarious. It was a good show. And I got a lot of uh, positive feedback about it, which I wasn't sure I was going to get. Good.
0: No, that's really good. I, I like that.
1: Alright, let me get through these announcements here for you folks. You know the drill. Uh, Jameel and uh, John Palmer books now available for pre-sale in the store. It's the only place that you can get a signed copy of Brewing Classic Styles signed by Jamil Zanishev himself uh, for pre-sale. Nobody else will give you that. You might find it cheaper, but you won't find it better than you do at the Brewing Network store. We're going to have Jameel sign all those books. There's two different versions you can get. You can get a signed copy, or you can get a personally uh, endorsed copy and then and in that he'll write any message you want so you can have a little fun with Jamil on that one because I'm going to force him to write anything that you guys say to write so you can go to the brewing network com slash store it's hit the hit the store button right there on our home page and that'll bring it that up it'll also show you our BN Army t-shirts that are available for pre-sale and rumor has it I'm actually getting the shipment of shirts this week um, I got to confirm call the uh, t-shirt shop tomorrow but I think they might be ready so all of you who ordered your pre-sale shirts uh, that They could be shipping this week. And uh, those of you, you better get in there fast. If you haven't ordered your shirt yet, I would say do it right now. Because when these run out, I don't know uh, how long it's going to take them to give me another batch. So get in there while you can. Buy your Brewing Network Army shirts went to the drake's beer festival yesterday and people were loving those shirts jp they were talking about them. hey where do you get Good. those what's that
0: about yeah, they're awesome shirts man i wish i had more i wish i had eight I <laughs> said one for every day of the week and then an extra one in case i sweat too much one day
1: well, people, they really were excited about it, and uh, it was fun explaining where it came from because they were like, well, what is it? What does it mean? And I got to say, well, you know... Um, <laughs> what, what is What that? does that mean? And I got to say, well, you know, my listeners, they call themselves the BN Army, and they needed a uniform, so we gave them one, and it's the Hop Grenade, and it's a cool shirt, so everyone really liked them. I think just wearing them out at the festival, we probably sold a couple yesterday. People are going to be checking out the store, trying to buy their own.
0: Maybe so, that's where all these new guys are coming from.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Could be could be from the festival seeing those that's absolutely right alright so that's all available in the store check it out and uh, get all of your BN merchandise plus books a lot of other books in there too you're going to want to know about of course I've been mentioning this for a couple weeks I'll do it one last time so everybody knows of course it Probably not going to be the last time. I'll do it again next week. <laughs> uh, producer Shat, our new Brewing Network Sunday Session producer, in the studio with us now. You can reach him, Chad, at thebrewingnetwork.com. C-H-A-D, at thebrewingnetwork.com. You can ask questions. You can send show suggestions. He's going to be doing some booking for us. You can send topic suggestions. You can complain. You can do all of that stuff. Uh, don't take me out of the loop. You can still, uh, all of your technical complaints and things like that, they still need to go to Justin at thebrewingnetwork.com or feedback at the thebrewingnetwork.com, but if you have any producer-esque questions or um, guest suggestions, those should all go to Chad, chad at thebrewingnetwork.com, and
0: uh, yeah. I have a request from the chat room. All right. They want an intern update status report thing. I the last
1: update that I gave is the same it's the same same. For one, I can't get the college interns until the fall, so that's tough and those are really the ones we want because uh,
0: there's a lot of good-looking people to go to the local college, I'm going to say it right now. You know, I heard that I heard a rumor that it was it was uh, Playboy did some uh, junior college rating thing and it was like in the top 10 of like Hot-looking uh, chicks.
1: Not, it wasn't just a junior college rating. It was a it was a United States college rating. So it was really? among all of them. And, yes, the local community college made it into the top ten of hot-looking chicks. And that was actually back when I was going to that school. So that was way back when. I don't know how things have been going in recent years.
0: <laughs> I think we need to enroll in, like, a photography class or something, some BS class. Where we can just go and <laughs> hang out. Oh, excuse me, sir, are you a student here? Uh, yes, I am. Yeah. Uh, they're not gonna believe
1: that, <laughs> yeah, so uh that part of the intern and that's gonna have to wait till fall. I had uh talked about putting an ad on Craigslist. you can get a, you can get interns that way, and I may still do that it's just uh yeah, it's a big pain in the ass. I'm working on it, and that's about as as updated as we get. I think maybe they're getting sick of you in the chat room j p that's why they want um That's why they want to intern?
0: I know. I hope not. You know, I I like to think it's because uh, if I'm in the chat, I can't talk as much. I see. And that's why.
1: Uh, did you honestly just hand me this comment from yeah. the chat room? <laughs> totally did, too. <laughs> so JP's job here is to make sure I know what's going on in the chat and getting questions <laughs> over to me. So he just handed me a note from the chat room that says, Mike Sweeney thinks I'm pretty awesome. Yeah. And by I'm, he means JP, of course. Yeah. And uh, JP, I don't need to know these things. <laughs> uh, go ahead and weed out the information. Oh, okay. That <laughs> was so better. last show,
0: Was uh, I got a, I got a, I got schooled on how to screen people. Yeah. Now I'm, now I'm getting schooled on how to weed things out of the chat.
1: Well, I guess you're gonna, I'm going to have to give you a chat room 101 or something. I don't know what's going on with you over there. You know. I thought it was good. <laughs> That's funny. JP. JP likes a little praise. Don't be afraid to tell JP he's awesome in there. It'll help him out. He'll work harder for yeah. us if you do. Yeah. Now, do you like your new uh, studio friends that are hanging next to you, JP? I do. I took down Thug bitch because yeah, she was def- she was deflated. Um Yeah. Women, they come and go, you know what I'm trying to say? <laughs> yeah. So I took her down, and I gave you uh, George, somebody had given us that George Bush doll. Uh-huh. If you squeeze his, his hand there, his left hand, uh, it says, his other left, uh, he says stuff. I don't know if anybody can hear that. He sings, nobody knows the trouble I've seen. And we've got him hanging from a noose. Uh, That's our little George Bush Hanging from a noose That's our little That's our little Bush And then of course You've got uh, Travis the uh, the Alien Which is yeah. Daniela's favorite uh, Studio character
0: Yeah From uh, Orlando Yeah So
1: Yeah there you go I just thought you could use Some company over there In your lonely corner
0: I appreciate <laughs> it. and And you got the big giant bra That can hold two midgets Yes <laughs> That's a good one too I left that for you I could have put it away
1: But I thought well 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 J.P. might want that You know So I left that for
0: you I appreciate you
1: all right, so for announcements, I think that's about all I have. Um, not too many more things going on as of late. We've got one more show left in the month, and then we're taking the following Sunday off. So put that on your calendars. We'll be back next Sunday uh, with another live show, and then we're off the following weekend. Everybody's gone, and that's our one weekend off for the month that I warned you all I'd be taking. So that, my friends, is the deal with the updates. Everyone was real upset that I didn't do this segment last week, so uh, let's get to it this week. Oh Ooh. my god! You've got mail. Kick it. No doc this week. Yeah, people were asking about him. I had to break the news, man. Yeah, he's got some family thing happening. Uh, Wasn't sure if he could get away. I wouldn't be surprised if we saw a cameo late in the show. (laughs) A walk-on role by Doc? Yeah, if he did a little walk-on. Hi, guys! That could happen. Uh, But he had something going on with the family. Wasn't sure if he could get away. I haven't heard from him. Not even a phone call, JP. He doesn't even call anymore.
0: What a jerk. You don't call me anymore. He didn't, he
1: didn't send me flowers and say, I'm sorry, I'm going to miss the show. Nothing. <laughs> some people, dude, you, you got to train them. But Doc and Sully got real upset I didn't do the feedback last week, and so did a few other people. I got some emails about it. Really? And people really like the feedback section, so i got to make sure not to cut it out.
0: Please people now.
1: Please them. So here's some feedback from the listeners I got this week. Guys, don't be afraid to repeat topics that have been done in the past. Some of my favorite shows includes the, include the ones that cover basics of all grain, kegging, and even Justin's Brewing Chemistry show. I don't think anyone will tune out if we recover some of the ground. In fact, I think those kinds of topics would be, may, would be way more popular than, say, homebrew clubs. Great job every week. I recently won a ribbon for my American Brown, and I give a lot of credit to... To the BN. Nice. And that's from uh, Keystone Hops in the forum.
0: Great. Congratulations!
1: Man. Yes, congrats on the ribbon. That's fantastic. Uh, glad to see you guys entering competitions out there and doing well. Also, uh, yeah, you know we are going to rehash some of the old topics, and what we'll do is bring in new guests to cover their versions of them. I think that's a good way to do it because you always, everyone does things different ways. Homer, I'm yeah. sure you can vouch for that. There's always someone that's going to tell you one way, and
3: yeah. oh yeah, definitely. There's more than one way to skin a cat when you're brewing beer, that's right. and also when you're caking, like that person just mentioned. Yeah. Um, the easiest way to keg a beer is just throw it in a five-gallon keg, shoot it on about 40 pounds of pressure, Yeah. Uh, stick it in the refrigerator, leave it at 25 pounds of pressure for two days, and you have perfectly keg beer.
1: Is that right? That's so easy. the initial shot has to be 40 pounds. Yeah,
3: hit it up about 40, so you seal all the gaskets and the lid and everything all tight. Okay. And uh, then just put about maybe 25 pounds of pressure on it a day or two in the refrigerator okay. and you have perfectly caged beer
1: alright a fantastic tips are already starting from Homer so that's one way to do it right there uh... And, yes, so we will be covering uh, lots of different topics that we've already covered. We'll get into that um, as we keep uh, booking shows. All right, uh, here's some more email. Jay just dropped you a small donation via PayPal, and there was no room for a note, but I just want to let you know that you guys rock. I've been a devout fan from from almost since the beginning, and I still look forward to each new episode, which is good. That makes one of us. Uh, I'm kidding, JP. I love this place. What? I'm glad you're paying attention. I've told you this before, but you guys have inspired me to take my brewing more seriously. More serious and respectful, even which is our new M.O. around here. And it's added so much to my life. My beers rock now, and it really is primarily because of you and your crew. The show's great. You've been given great info. And F anyone who doesn't enjoy the meltdown. Those late-night conversations are half the beauty of enjoying beer with friends. There you go. And believe it or not, it's still more professional-sounding and interesting than most of your competitors' show. I love you all in a way that makes me uncomfortable. You suck, Robert, a.k.a. Junket, in the forum. That's a nice email, huh? That's a good one. Good stuff there. All right, here's some more. Hey, Justin. After you said you didn't have any feedback last week, I thought I'd better get off my arse and explain how much you suck. <laughs> <laughs> Very nice. See, uh, you
0: ask for feedback, and that's what you get. That's what you get.
1: I got pointed towards your show about 18 months ago on the Aussie Homebrewer Forum, and I've been listening ever since. When I started listening, I had just begun all-grain and had a 20-liter hot liquor tank, 25-liter igloo mash tongue, and a converted keg boiler, um... And that sat on a stand, quote stand, which consisted of his washing machine and a stove. It's a good brew stand. Hey, why not? Your equipment show, though, really opened my eyes, as did the aeration and the fermentation show. So over the last few months, I've rebuilt my system. Now have a 65 liter hot liquor tank, a 55 liter mash ton, and an 80 liter boiler wow. on a three tier stand. Exactly. So he's really upgraded. Twenty gallons? Uh, I don't know. I can't. Ten gallons. <laughs>
0: At, at least you know, four gallons.
1: It's at least four gallons. I think you're right. Uh, this easily gives me a... F- oh, here, he's written it down for us, JP. He knew that we were retarded, <laughs> and so he wrote it down. He said That's this- a true fan of the show. Yeah, isn't he there? is a fan. This easily gives me a 42-liter, quote, uh, or then in parentheses, 11-gallon batch. There we go. So 42 liters, 11 gallons. Wow. Uh, the hot liquor tank is temp-controlled, and I also have a temp-controlled fermenter fridge. So here comes the bit where you suck. I'm in San Francisco with work for a month. That's cool. Ozzy out here, uh, hanging in San Francisco. Um he should go to 563 Second Street. <laughs> Just uh, two what? blocks from AT&T Park. He said, I've so far tried 63 different beers. Not 63 beers, by the way. I've had a lot more than that. But 63 different ones 63 is what he's tried. 63 different beers. Yeah. And he says, I've generally been drinking myself around the city. I'm catching up on old shows, and I listen to your fermentation show. I don't know what the hell happened, but somehow, between me listening to you and a, and drinking a nice bottle of Chimay, I ordered a 15-gallon conical, an O2 Air System and five brewing books. Of course, now I need a pump, so I've also ordered a marsh pump. A marsh Good pump. boy. <laughs> uh, did I mention I'm flying back to Australia next Saturday and somehow have to check out all this in? I've spent the last four hours cutting and gluing boxes to make it all fit within the size restrictions. Look what you are freaking responsible for. So, uh, here you go. <laughs> He has a question that I was supposed to ask John Palmer about some uh, metallurgy. I'm not going to bother asking it because I don't have the answer, so you're going to have to hang in there for that. That's Matt from Australia. Thanks for the feedback, Matt. I will get your question answered. Yeah, that's cool, man. Fear not. Here's another one. Justin, you no-talent hack. What the hell happened with last week's show? I got absolutely no useful brewing information whatsoever. I suppose that I could have learned something from the lecture if I was a biochemist or if I spoke to Yes, I just said Belgiumese. Belgiumese. <laughs> How, so, that sounds like a some sort of sex lube in German or Belgium. <laughs> he says, how's that for some Abbey Monk respect? Very serious and respectful show. In short, I loved it. Build-up, followed by intermission, followed by meltdown, fantastic. I cannot express how much I learned in the archives, and it was great to hear you being yourselves and doing what you guys do when they're drinking beer and just hanging out. It was a fantastic break from the normal format, packed with knowledge. See, JP, I told you, man. Sully, last week was good. It rocked.
4: All right. Sully's in the studio.
1: There's a B in the studio. Uh, he's, he's got... Oh, is there really? That's going to freak me out.
4: <laughs> it's funny watching JP kind of freak out right now. We're all going to scream he's like... He's leaving now. Help me! Help me! <laughs> I'm leaving. Open the door. Get that. We're all going to scream like girls. And that there thing is a comes bee in the us. studio. It's TBN. Where's Shat, the producer? Oh, Jesus. now Christ, it's coming me. It is. Near it's near all me. over the place.
1: Well, Shat needs to get in here and get rid of this bee before I, before people hear me scream like a second grader. JP, go get Shat. I don't know
4: what Shat's doing. <laughs> We need that man. Well, he wipes you, and then he gets rid of the bees. Is that the way it works The bee here? is working the control board right now. All
1: right, I'm going to try to ignore the bee so I can get through this stuff. This one was for Chad in his terrible um, all-grain session that we talked about last week. It says, Chad, you think you have it bad with your hose clamp? I did my fourth all-grain, a Saison. I hit all my numbers, 90-minute boil, started my whirlpool chilling, and went inside to prep the carboy. Pumped cool wort into my six-and-a-half-gallon carboy and filled it to the top. It's a five gallon batch. He wants us to know, and Whoa. he filled his six and a half gallon carboy right to the top. So uh, it's not. He says what happened was his effing hose clamped on my undersized immersion chiller from a smaller kettle was leaking water into the kettle as it was cooling. I had to reboil half of it just to get the volume back down. An hour later, I gave up and just put it into the carboy and
4: pitched. So I, he so he had to reboil half of it. I guess. Well, I don't know why you. It's repeating hand. it. I'm sorry. Thank you. Uh,
1: I think I have a 10-point low Saison, he says. Uh So there he goes. He's never been so close to throwing his chiller and carboy into the street, he says. To make it worse, my burner melted a pinhole in the chiller water hose, so I had hot water shooting out all over the place during the process. He wants us to know, he said, I'd like also to request that I be inducted as the first member of the BN Militia. What is the BN Militia? We are the BN soldiers who live so out, so far out in the sticks (laughs) that 56K dial-up is the only option. We fly under the radar reading but never posting in the forum and listening to the archives when they download four days later or having to use the city computer at work. We sit in our compounds hiding from the ATF and are still waiting for Y2K so we can trade our homebrew for the neighbor's wife or daughter when the world ends. P.S. Do you have any idea how hard it is to dispatch police officer calls over the radio when you're laughing your ass off? <laughs> you, my friends, are a detriment to public safety, and I love it. That's Edgar from Austin. So I guess he's a—he's hopefully not a 911
4: dispatcher, and he's listening to us. You Did know, you I guys actually catch him. Yeah, we got him. Good. All right. Yeah, save them for later. I met a listener, actually, a couple days ago at the 21st Amendment, and uh, he was from Arkansas. He was from Little Rock, Arkansas, and uh, I forget his name right now, but uh, he was uh, he called himself part of the BN Militia or something like that. Oh, he did? Yeah, so he sounds like he's that kind of guy.
1: Yes. Well, there's yeah. the BN Army, and apparently if you're so far out in the sticks, you're yeah. in the BN Militia, and you're all paranoid about things and <laughs> whatever else. You're worried. Yes, very worried. All right. Um, boy, a lot of feedback. Looks that way, the feedback the song screen even, is big, even ended. Justin, hey, great news on you, uh, the BN being the official brewcasters for the GABF. Thank you for that, and congrats on the contest giving away a trip to the GABF. yes, JP we have to recover that by the way, make sure everybody knows good um, he says, what a great idea, great contest I want to go, but seeing how most uh, BN listeners chime in with some kind of whiny complaint about every contest, <laughs> I wanted to be the first. <laughs> he says, My wife is going to give birth to our first child. Nice. I planned the pregnancy from the get go. <laughs> what? Yeah. He, and he's got that in capital, so he's even planned that apparently, is supposed to be born the weekend of the, GA, the GABF, October 12th or 13th. So that in the future, we can go to Denver, visit some family, and celebrate the birth of my son by drinking a lot of beer at the GABF. Wow. And when he turns 21, my son and I can celebrate his birthday by going to the GABF. I can't even plan next week. I know. This guy's got the next 21 years planned. <laughs> so here's his complaint. He says, so... Is there any way I can enter the contest for the next 21 years? I just can't go this year. (laughs) If I wasn't at my son's birth, my wife uh, would list Eddie Murphy as the father, and I think that would look weird. So I can't go this year. How about the contest next year? Just kidding. Seems like you get a lot of listener whining about every contest you guys have. Hey, you're giving something away. Stop your whining and enter the contest. Keep up the good work. Wish I had a chance to meet you all at the AHA, et cetera, et cetera. That's from Stevie O. Even yeah, Steve is a good guy. Have you moved what from your perch? Yeah. I, whoa. whoa. oh Hey. How oh, you I see. That? I didn't even see. You got yeah. Stephanie work in the chat room now. Yeah. yeah. Sorry. I all just right. Came in. That's fine. Sorry. Okay. So now I gotta tell everybody. So now Stephanie is your chat room moderator. If you haven't into the chat yet, <laughs> hit the chat now button, and uh, Stephanie will take under myself, all of so. your questions. You're in there. as Stephanie am, the yeah. mod. Okay. Great. Uh, did you you remembered your password? I remember okay. My then.
0: Password. <laughs> Stephanie the mod and uh, Sean O the mod. Yes. How are you doing there? He has uh, his own form of mod. You trying to get the mod haircut going? <laughs> Hippie.
5: He's growing
4: it long. Week one
1: toupee. <laughs> All right, the last bit of feedback I have to wait till next week because it was some questions for Doc. Um, so I'm Let's gonna. Let's try wait. to answer them. Though. I'll answer them like Doc. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm
0: sure Homer can uh, help uh, you. You want me to ask him? Sure, why not? Uh, Homer could answer yeah. these.
3: Oh, bring it on. <laughs> All right. Homer's, <laughs> Homer's ready. <laughs>
1: All right, here's his questions. His questions are about bright tanks, carbonation carbonation stones, and dry hopping in the keg. So there's a lot of questions here.
3: Sounds like he has a (laughs) problem.
1: All right. He took Doc's advice on cutting the dip tube down on one of his kegs so he could use it as a bright tank uh, for dry hopping and racked his latest batch on top of one ounce of pellet hops and gelatin finings. I attached a hose with a 0.5 micron aeration stone to the gas tube Uh, the gas in tube, before filling the keg. I'm going out of town for about a week, so I put this in the lager fridge. I figure when I return, I'll turn on the gas and carb with the stone. But um, will this just resuspend the hops, yeast, and finings? So he wants to know, can you give me a few pointers on how to use his bright tank, the process of fining, carbonating, and dry hopping in this way. All right. That's well, a whole show, man.
3: Well, that's right, because first, I wouldn't have never hopped right into the bright tank.
1: You wouldn't have? No. Where would you do your dry hopping?
3: I'd do it in the secondary.
1: You would? Okay. Yeah. All right. I think that what Doc had recommended was that you could. He, I think he uses this bright tank as his secondary. He goes from carboy to a keg with a cut off. Uh, you know, he chops about two inches off of that dip well, tube.
3: It's time, time to sell him an right extra uh, bright tank. Another, <laughs> yeah, that's right. He needs oh, we, can, we can fix him right up.
2: <laughs> yeah.
1: So you would have gone secondary into another carboy, and then dry hopped there.
3: That's correct. Okay. You know, any time I'm going into the um, to the keg, that's the final option. And so you don't want anything in there. Okay. I might even filter prior going into the cake. I see. And um, therefore, you won't have anything else in that cake. You don't have to worry about anything, you know, shaking around in there and coming sure. out the spigot and and also causing another problem, maybe causing something to break down and pick up maybe some off or flavors. Right. And so you want to get rid of all that go into the cake you got clean beer
1: okay and it sounds to me like that's exactly what he was worried about because that's why he used the cutoff dip tube and he wanted to then aerate it and was worried about just throwing all that junk all back up into the beer
4: so uh yeah it sounds like uh when you uh if you're using finings and you try to recarbonate you know in a vessel if you're using a stone it's going to kick everything right back up i mean we've we have fine beers at uh, my place and uh the problem is, is that you, uh, anytime you hit that stone again, everything just gets kicked right back up, and you have to wait for it to settle out again.
1: So, so where should he have used his findings in a, in a secondary vessel instead, and then just transferred to a keg? Where should he have used those findings?
3: That's right, in a secondary.
4: Okay. Yeah. All right. Or if you uh, had a big brewery and you had a unit tank like I do, you could right. do it in the primary. A unit tank. Right. <laughs> JP, why didn't you catch that?
1: Uh, I did. Uh, just trying to let it go, man. <laughs> Let's see. All right, that's our feedback. I had some other uh, really nice ones. A lot of people uh, enjoying the show. And uh, some guy says, uh, let's see, love what you guys are doing. Don't think for a second that no one cares if you guys broadcast your show every week. I work in a sweltering factory six days a week. And one of the shining points of my week is the session, Jameel, and even lunch meat, he says, J.P. Hey. So, Bruce Strong, my brothers of the BN Army, and that's Eric from Iowa. And that, my friends, is your feedback for today.
4: Eric is my new best friend. Sully, why were you late? I can't tell you. You better tell Okay, me. I'll tell you what happened. You uh, didn't crank the Vespa. <laughs> oh, he's he going to try to too blame too it times. on me. Did you not get enough uh, speed out of the Vespa? No, no. We uh, uh, It crapped out. Stephanie and here. I went to the warehouse again. This is my second week there, by the way. Uh, you did. I go one more week. I'm a regular. Beautiful, yeah, so went out there and then we ran into uh motor and uh and uh and uh John, John Foster, Foster, thank you at the warehouse yeah, well, kind of uh, and uh hung out and uh ran into some other people there that knew me, and that was it, I so see. we hung out there and so, in other words, you had more important things to no, do. No, 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 no. I mistimed everything. <laughs> but i got to tell you right now. I'm shocked. Doc is not here right now. I know. He's not going to so be here at I'm all. early. <laughs> compared to Doc? That's the way I look at
1: it. Uh, I don't know. Doc's MO is two minutes before the program airs, not uh, 17 minutes after start time, Mr. <laughs> O'Sullivan.
4: I'm sorry.
5: <laughs> Have you been to the White like to- <laughs> Justin? I'm like
4: berating you. Yeah, I love the fact that you said 17 minutes, like you had a little timer going. <laughs> I did. It was this Sully timer. I've not been to the
1: warehouse. No, I hear it's a good no. place. Yeah. So. Oh. Well.
5: Yeah. It's really fun.
1: Did the Harley guys talk to you this week
0: on your on They your talked scooter? to me last they week. They give him
5: the little wave when he's on his Vespa. <laughs> they always still wave at him.
0: I only because they know it's him. They see this extra, extra large helmet coming out. Oh, that's Sullivan.
2: we got to speak <laughs> well, it's to Sullivan. it's funny.
5: I asked him, what do they do when they w- when when they wave at you? And he says, well, you know, I, his hands are on the handlebars. He goes, I just lift my fingers up. <laughs> <laughs>
4: no. You won't let go of the handlebar?
0: <laughs> not yet. <laughs> <laughs> Sully, you're such a You've pussy. You've had it
5: for a couple well, of well,
0: Sully, you have the training wheels on either side. You're not oh. going to fall. Oh, that's right. I forgot yeah. about that. <laughs> <laughs> You really are, and a I succeed.
4: wear a seatbelt too. You have seatbelts on motorcycles, right? No. Justin, you ride a motorcycle. I no seatbelt. What? Man. that's dangerous. Oh,
0: that's dangerous. You, you got to be get able to bail doing uh, that. Yeah,
4: you got to be able to bail. You got to be able to <laughs> bail quick. Is that what you call it? You're like all Harley. I mean, you got to be able to bail. I think on a scooter they call it hopping. I <laughs> okay. think you have to be able to hop. You need to leap. <laughs> yeah. Right. Right.
1: Right. It's you called, it's actually called dumping. You gotta know how to dump. I'm okay. a, you want me to teach you how to dump? Yeah, let's do it. You really gotta know. Okay, let's do it. If you have to make any <laughs> quick stops, you gotta know how to dump. Okay. And I'll tell you right. I'll tell you right now. <laughs> if you're gonna, you if you're you gonna eat some asphalt, but it's a lot better than breaking every bone in your can body.
4: Can you run on the back of the bike when I do that? <laughs> Set. We're that close, aren't we? That's the method of uh, <laughs> teaching Sully to scooter Better dump. Better than me. Scooter dump. <laughs> We're going out for scooter dump training. I it's, think it's funny because today I had uh, I, Ryan was kind of playing, or I'm sorry, Ian. Nobody knows. Uh, he was on the, he was kind of playing on the back of it, and I was like, "Hey, let's go for a ride." He was scared to death. He wouldn't do Dude, it. He wouldn't go
1: for a ride. Nah, really? He would
4: do it. Yeah, I wouldn't go for a ride with you
2: either. He's too little. <laughs>
1: all right uh, we're gonna take a quick break when we come back let's start talking to Homer we're gonna start it yes, a little save early. The show I did I just want to talk briefly when we come back about the Drakes' Festival and uh, then we'll get right into the good stuff with Homer hang in there it's the session we'll be right back you're listening to the brewcasters the Brewcasters on the Brewing network.
6: This fall, the most anticipated book in home brewing will be available from just one place. Uh no, you can get it in a lot of places? Well, the most anticipated book in home brewing will be available for pre order from only one place. That's not true either. Alright, smarty pants, but only one place will have it signed. Oh, that's cool. TheBrewingNetwork.com offers Brewing Classic Styles by Jamil Zanishev, the most awarded home brewer in history, and home brewing expert John Palmer. Available now for pre-order from the Brewing Network store, signed by Jamil himself. It's every BJCP
1: style. Every recipe is extract and all grain. Every single one has won awards. Every style has some tips on how you brew the beer, what to focus on, what the key parts are of brewing and excellence version of the style
6: available this fall brewing classic styles pre-order your copy today visit thebrewingnetwork.com for more details
1: in my gut. It totally works. The beer is almost identical. Guests, and welcome back everybody It's the session on the Brewing Network Your home on Sunday And we've got the great Homer Smith Hanging out with us today And we're going to be talking to him in just a few minutes Going to be talking porters and stouts and uh, the history of homebrew, at least in California, as much as Homer can tell us in his 35 years in the business. And finally going to wrap things up with barbecue. Joining us in the studio right now, though, another special guest is Roger, uh, the artist formerly known as Roger from Drake's.
7: <laughs> yeah, I've officially changed my last name.
1: You're uh, no longer at
7: uh, at Drake's. No, my last day was uh, the end of June, June 29th.
1: And you have been watching daytime television ever since? or sure. Judge Mathis, Judge Judy. Yeah, how's that going for you? It's going good. (laughs) It's getting a little boring. I like a good court TV every now and then, you know, but day after day, it's tough. Well, they're all turning into like Jerry Springer. Sure. Who's your favorite? I think Judge Mathis right now. Is that right? (laughs) I was always a Judy fan myself back in college.
7: Yeah, she's usually on right about my uh, mid-afternoon nap.
1: (laughs) Well, it's good to have you. And then I just want to announce real quick, uh, you know, Homer, lest you think we didn't think you could carry the show yourself. We brought in extra brewers, not just to co-host with us, but to help pay tribute to you. I've got a few surprises throughout the show for you today because you've worked with a lot of different people in the industry. And when I told Roger you're going to be on the show, he's like, "Hey, can I come too and, and hang out with Homer?" And and I've got some things to say. So so that's why Rogers here and Sully the same thing. We got him to co-host, and I had to I had to fight people off to, to keep them out of the studio when they found out you're going to be here, Homer.
3: And they all brought guns, right? <laughs> yeah, Actually, that's right.
0: They were all uh, 22-year-old blonde strippers, so
3: I hope you don't mind our choice of who we wanted yeah, to
1: let in. I chose Roger instead. I figured that'd uh, be more appropriate. Gee, thanks. <laughs> uh, so anyway, we'll be, uh, I'll have a few surprises for you throughout the show, and we'll throw those at you as we go. But uh, Roger, I want to talk about the Drake's Festival yesterday, because even though you're no longer there... Um, you uh, obviously set up this festival last year and had a big part in it this year. So tell us about what the uh, Single Hop Fest was this year.
7: Uh, it was a lot of fun. Uh, basically, we had 20-plus 20, 20 breweries that all did uh, a same hop beer. We used uh, a new hop on the market this year called Bravo. Okay. I don't know if you've uh, played with that one yet, Homer.
3: But uh, No, haven't had the opportunity yet.
7: It's a new one put out by S.S. Steiner. It's uh, really high alpha. I think, uh, what was it, 15.5? Is that the alpha on it? Yeah, it's, I think it was 15.5. They also have another one out called Apollo that's like 18.8. Wow. Yeah. Is that a new one also, yes. Apollo? No kidding. I think the hop people are trying to outdo themselves, you know. Yeah. I Summit s- came out last <laughs> year with 18. And they're like, oh, well, we can beat that.
1: Yeah, they're like, they're, they're doing the double IPA competition exactly. amongst themselves. <laughs> exactly. JP, can you get those hops in the homebrew
0: shop? Yes, please. Both of them? Sure. Apollo also? Uh, I can probably call around and get some samples, yeah. Oh, you don't think you have it? Do you have the Bravo in stock? No, no, we we haven't no, yeah. we haven't had a new hop in a while. We have no room in the fridge, and okay. that's kind of a bummer. But I can get uh, samples.
1: Okay, well, I just didn't know if it was readily available to homebrewers. Do you have either of these down no, at Oak Barrel?
3: We don't have those yet either. Okay. Um like you said, we could probably get samples now, but. Yeah. Okay. No, they they haven't come out on the market yet.
1: Okay. And by the way, there's a link on our site to Oak Barrel, which is where Homer's been working uh, for the last 30 years there. It's uh, oakbarrel.com. You can check it out, and all your wine and beer needs can be satisfied right there. You can click the link on our homepage or go to
7: oakbarrel.com.
1: All right, so last year, what was the single hop you guys did last year when you did the...
7: Uh, last year, we used Summit. Okay. And Summit so it was year, actually brother. pretty much new on the market last year as well, so...
1: okay. So, how did you feel that the beers turned out? Now, you guys give everybody the same recipe, right?
7: Yeah, it's a guideline. Basically, 93% two row, 4% Munich, and then 3% uh, Crystal 45. Okay. And then uh, after that, you're on your own. You know, you can ferment it at your temperature. You can uh, use whatever yeast you want. Whatever yeast you want. Uh, this year, Russian River used a Belgian style yep. ale yeast. Yeah. Which was interesting.
1: I heard. Um, so I liked that beer. I got to admit, because it's my job, I heard some hemming and hawing about. Uh, it was a Belgian, you know, that he. Everyone else had to use a regular yeast, and Vinny came with a Belgian. But I thought the guidelines were: you could, as long yeah. as you followed the recipe, you could use any yeast you want. Any yeast you want. So, all right. So that was. So that, those were the guidelines, and that's what he did. That was a fantastic beer.
7: His, the yeah, Belgian. I think I liked his the best because it was different. Yeah, you know, all the other ones were uh, very similar, as they you know, as, you as would they, would think they would be.
1: Well, and that was a tough. I think that's tough is to make a beer stand out when you've used uh, one hop through the whole pro as your bittering, as your flavor, as your Everyone's used the same recipe. How do you make a beer stand out?
7: Well, you don't really. The whole idea is to t- kind of teach people what brewing techniques. Do to a beer, you know, what, what a different mash temperature does, what a different, uh, fermentation temperature does, what a different yeast does. Yeah. You know, it's all brewing techniques after, cause that's what the guidelines are supposed to be. Right. And the cool thing for.
1: was that you guys had a handout at the fest that said what each, how each beer was done, what temperature it was mashed at, what yeah, temperature it fermented.
7: That's what, uh, taking two weeks off will
1: do. <laughs> you'll be, you'll get that put together. <laughs> you have
7: nothing better to do. So yeah. You just,
1: but it, but I think that it allowed us to be able to go around and, and maybe try to pinpoint, uh, you know, if the body was different, we could look at the mash temps and, and things like that. So I think that's cool. Yeah.
7: I mean, that's the whole idea behind it was to educate the public, you know. Yeah. And basically we used Summit last year and, uh, Bravo this year. It's just because it's a new hop, you know. Now people can recognize that in a beer. Yeah. Or at least think they can. That was a cool thing.
1: Yeah. One of the beers I liked, uh, Sacramento Brewing Company, um, Peter Hoey, who used to brew for Bison, mm-hmm. uh, now brews up there. And I was talking about his beer. The reason I liked it is because it was really clean and crisp uh, like a lager. And I was talking to him about it. Uh, they used Cal Ale yeast, but he fermented way down at like 62 degrees. And I was always told that Cal Ale would kind of poop out at 64, that you couldn't go poop. lower than that. Poop. No, I've done but 60. You have? Okay. I've
7: actually fermented a beer at 50. With, with Cal day. no, He said that too He said he did one at 55 once But not down at 50 Yeah, I did a Scottish show at 50 Just keep the esters down Okay No esters whatsoever And
1: it doesn't just go to sleep
7: on you uh, It took a lot longer But it was also a high Play-Doh beer too It was started at 22 Play-Doh Do you have to do a larger pitch? Oh yeah You do Okay Lots of variation and Lots of yeast Now what about even down at like 62
1: degrees? Would you say you'd have to do a larger pitch there? Or that's about that's kind of normal?
7: That's I mean I ferment everything at 65 just because I'm not a uh, into yeah. esters. Yeah, I agree.
1: Well, 65 I think is normal, but like I said, I was told. Uh, in fact, it was just the other day that it would kind of go to sleep at 64, and he was telling me 62. But I loved how clean it was. There was yeah. no esters. It just, it really tasted like a lager, but then it had that Bravo hop flavor going.
7: Yeah, I mean you could pretty much train any yeast once you put it into you know a brewery. Or okay. Even a homebrew situation, you know, you just gotta you gotta treat it like you want it and. Hopefully it'll do what it does. It's good advice for yeah, your like, for your women as yeah. well. Treat treat them treat them
1: like you want them. Treat it like you want them. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. like Isn't you that want... right, Stephanie? Uh, She's what? giving me the Daniela <laughs> look. The, that uh, boy, uh, you're an asshole. What? Look. Yeah, <laughs> I think it's you're imperative. good at that. Have you been practicing that look?
5: Uh, I am dating Sully. I see. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Just to use that look often, uh, apparently, is what that means. <laughs> yeah. Well, it was a, a great festival, and then all of the the proceeds uh, went to charity, too. Went to a local elementary school. Yes. So that's kind of cool. It's a great thing. Yeah, it's, it's, Stephanie it's awesome. likes that. It's, it's, not go- it's not going to increase teacher salaries, Stephanie. Yeah. Is Stephanie Drunk of the Week? <laughs> Not yet. I would guess. This that is she a great
5: th- thing to do with the teacher. And uh, teach
1: things. This is great. Elementary.
5: You're Teachers a jerk. on summer vacation. <laughs> She's not teaching.
1: And now, double. <laughs> also the guys who, who own Drake's, uh, they have a, a charitable organization, and they matched every dollar that was uh, made at the thing. Oh, that's exactly. cool. so, yeah. I always love that when people do that, and that's a cool thing. So I'm sure there was quite a bit of money raised yeah. for the school.
7: I'm glad they have money to throw around like that. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Now that I'm not there. Yeah. Well, they're saving some cash now. What do you think about your replacement? I met him yesterday. We were making fun of you, him and I.
4: Oh, that's
0: great!
1: <laughs> my loyalties, uh,
0: my loyalties are very <laughs> short-lived. Suddenly, <laughs> I, I don't like him anymore. Yeah, you're, you're the new guy at Drake's. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That Roger was a jerk, huh? <laughs> How about that guy? Are you kidding? I was like, Roger, who? Uh,
7: don't be that guy. <laughs> <laughs> no, but he uh,
1: he's got a, quite a resume. You happy to have him as your replacement? Yeah. Down
7: there? I, Josh and I worked together before, uh, and then he went off to actually school Harriet Watt in Scotland and became a distiller and you know a brewer. Ooh. Wow. Okay. And then. Uh, he was working at Pizza Port for I don't know a year, year and a half, and then came back up. Gotcha. So,
1: what are you really going to do now? Come on, the world wants to know. What are you doing? What are you going to do?
7: Mooching off my wife.
1: Are you? Yeah. You're just hanging out.
7: <laughs> You're just on vacation. Just on vacation for now. Uh, hopefully, I start my own my own place. You're going to do that? Yeah. I'd love to see that. That's all. It's always been the focus, and uh, I was just too attached to Drake's to to really focus on what needs to be done as okay. far as overall goals, which is opening my own place. Yeah.
1: I talked to you about that a lot a couple years ago now. You were talking about that. Exactly. And, uh, I'd love to see you do that. That'd it wasn't
7: great. that I was stuck in a rut, it was just that I, you know. I was just too focused on Drake's and gotcha. had to get away. All right, the best way to do it is just cut the ties, apparently, and that's what you did. <laughs> I was
1: wondering why you got married. Now I now I see the whole now I see the grand scheme recorded. unfolding in front of us.
0: <laughs> Rogers all set yeah. up now. The plan his, that's his five-year plan to open a new place, get married, quit, <laughs> yeah, open a place, yeah, great. My oh.
1: plan is going along perfectly. <laughs>
0: Excellent.
1: <laughs> ah, good for you. All right. Right, and you seem happier. Last time I saw you, you were a miserable bastard.
7: I uh, always so. am. <laughs> <laughs> it's Sunday. I have. Uh, I'm going to Vegas tomorrow. You know. Are you really? Well, your retirement party. Your wife's salary is <laughs> treating you <laughs> well. I love it. Someone has to pay these bills. Hey, just you know, I always <laughs> use the line. I might as well be her.
1: I can double your paycheck if we go to Vegas. I can double yeah. it. <laughs> no.
7: But you lost it all. Yeah, just give me some more money. But if
1: you give me another paycheck, <laughs> yeah. I'll get it back.
7: Yeah. <laughs> Trust me, it's yeah. how it works. Yes. Yeah. All right. Well, good luck in Vegas. Well, thank you. What do you play you, when you go? Uh, I don't know if I'm going to play anything, but anything probably would be be uh, Blackjack. Blackjack. There you go.
5: Where are you staying? Good odds.
7: New York, New York.
5: Mm. Are you going to ride the coaster? You, the no. Coaster? Hell no. No.
0: They just had a shooting
7: there. Yes, they did. Yeah. Pretty excited Are you going to see that hey, one? <laughs> yeah, that's why they're staying uh, there. The rooms are discounted this week. So they went on sale. Yeah. My
5: wife was really excited about the roller coaster, though. They practically
8: giving them away.
7: She's going <laughs> <laughs> to probably make me go on it. I'm not a coaster guy. You get scared.
0: Yeah, I poop myself.
8: <laughs> Somehow that doesn't
2: surprise
0: me. <laughs> it's not pretty. It's not. Pooping myself is not pretty. You're aerodynamic
1: enough, though, yeah. for those roller coasters with that head of yours. What,
7: what are you trying to say?
1: <laughs> All right, listen, I'm wasting Homer's time here. we got a wealth of information. We're talking about you in New York, New York. And pooping.
7: Start talking about <laughs> you. Yeah, not just pooping in general, myself. <laughs> 888 401
1: beer's our phone number if you have any questions. And, of course, you can join Stephanie now in the uh, chat room. Hit the chat now button right there on the main page. She'll be nice to you. Stephanie, don't let them get out of hand this week. Uh, I hear you know, it's been going crazy in there. I ran, it, I ran in into there.
5: somebody yesterday that said the chat room's been getting out of hand. So.
1: Oh, come on. I have yeah. been I got a couple notes myself, so everybody be nice. I think we he got some really nice uh, guy, so. new listeners in there. Of course, it's your chat room. Have some fun, but uh, be nice to the new folks. I didn't notice anything. Yeah.
5: Right now they're all commenting on the size of Sully's head head.
1: <laughs> so, Somehow I'm not surprised. I'm trying to yeah. diffuse Wh- head?
5: <laughs> the <size laughs> of head. Yeah. All
1: right. Well, any questions? Because it is a place to pass along beer information Definitely. as well as have a good time. So get those in there and Stephanie will pass them along to me. i got a couple uh, for Homer already that I will save for when the topic is right. The uh, first thing I want to do, Homer, is uh, let people get to know you, because I think a lot of the brewers around here in this area they know who you are. I've just met you, uh, knew, known about you even longer. Tried to book you. I think it was last year we spoke even. Oh yeah. Uh, but you're busy during wine season. What goes on during wine season that you can't come do the show? You're you're swamped. Wine season just gets a little bit crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Now, are you out harvesting grapes? Are you doing the whole thing, or just the shop keeps you busy?
3: No, no, no. We're we're picking up grapes also. Okay. Yeah, we're bringing in truckloads of grapes, so um, we're out though. Leaving three o'clock in the morning, picking up grapes, bringing them back. No kidding. Processing them through the day. Okay. Probably leaving at ten o'clock that night, eleven o'clock that night. All right. And repeating the same thing over again the next day.
1: I see. Yeah. So you're a big wine guy. Uh, would you? Did you start out with just with beer and move into wine, or?
3: No, started out with beer. You did. And then branched out into. Then wine. Then you branched out
1: to wine. Okay. And what do you consider now? If someone asked you today, would you say I'm a beer guy or I'm a wine guy? Both. You say both. Yeah. Are we allowed to do that, Homer? We're allowed to be
3: both. Oh, we can be whatever we want to be.
1: (laughs) All right. Some people get a little nervous about that, you know. (laughs) All right. So, and, and you've been doing this now for, like we said at the beginning, for 35 years. How long have you been working at Oak Barrel there?
3: About 35 years. 35, so oh, yeah. that
1: the whole time you've been right yeah, there? Yeah,
3: oh yeah. No, they didn't kick me out yet. You That's know, I don't good. know why. I, I, I keep pinching myself trying to figure out why they keep me around.
1: <laughs> <yet>. <laughs> All right, and in an effort to let people get to know you as, as we get to know you through the show, I thought it'd be good to talk to some of the professionals uh, around the industry and around the area here who you've had an impact on, mm-hmm. and uh, they were real excited to be able to say a couple of words. So I, I went out and I got a few different interviews, not to mention just these guys coming to talk to you, Uh-oh. but a couple people just wanted to They wanted to say hello to you.
3: They're going to tell the truth. No,
2: no.
1: (laughs) (laughs) No, they're all nice, and a couple people just wanted to say hello. Uh, I'll give you one now, and we'll we'll just kind of play them through the show. And I think uh, not only will it be good that these people wanted to say hi to you, uh, but it'll help the listeners get to know what it is that you mean to all these pro brewers around this area because you've really, since they were home brewers, is where you kind of guided them along, and, and they've become professional since then. So let's go to the first one here. Here's one of the interviews we did this week.
9: Hi Homer, this is Ron from Thirsty Bear Brewing Company, and uh, oh, I can't I can't give you enough congratulations. Thirty years in this, and I, I think I've, I must have known you close to that time because I remember in law school back before 1986, learning to brew my first batch of all grain brew with you over at the store at Oak Barrel, and uh, I don't know. I guess that turned into Thirsty Bear or something, but I definitely wouldn't be where I am without, you know, the love of brewing, the fun of brewing, and, and just, uh, just good times and, and, and quality beers that, that we learned from you. I don't know. No one, uh, no one's made more of an impact on my brewing life. That's for sure. So, all the
1: best.
3: And there you go, our nice. friend Ron from Thirsty well, that's, Bear. That's, that's too kind of him. Saying, Great
1: guy, yeah. saying some nice things. But yeah, you used to teach uh, you used to teach him to homebrew when he came in the shop.
3: Yeah, actually, he was going to law school when he was coming in the shop, and uh, and he was already brewing. Okay. And uh, he would come by. We'd chat, you know, on and off about uh, different things, and then he got to talking about how that he would one day want to open up a pub. All right. And so then he pulls out this uh, picture. You know, and he shows me his picture and tells me a story about this bear that uh, runs off with these beers. Yeah, yeah. You know, and then he says, you know, I says, if I ever open up a place, I'm going to call it Thirsty Bear. <laughs> and I says, that's a great name. Yeah. But, you know, when, you, when you're when you thinking about it and, you know, you're talking about it at that time, you know, even though you think it's a great thing, you sometimes you don't carry things out to fruition, you know. You yeah. don't carry it out all the way. But this he did. He carried it out all the way. You know, when he when he first got the place, he said, name's already set that's it yeah it's thirsty bear (laughs) that's right you know (laughs) and uh but a uh, real good brewer also. Good it's person.
1: funny what uh, some people start their dream with. Uh, it, like, it doesn't even have to start with beer. Some people just have a great name. Yeah. And they're like, sure. I'm going to do this. I got a and, picture and a story. <laughs> and I'm ready it. to go. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> All right. So that's just uh, one of the guys, and we've got a few more. But um, in in the years that you've been at the homebrew shop, uh, I guess you've probably seen a lot of people come up and, and through you as homebrewers and, and then end up brewing their own beer for somebody else.
3: Oh, sure. I mean, you know, you could, I could... Name a number of them. And, uh, just another one in that same area in San Francisco.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Uh, Dave McClain, for example. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you know, Dave, uh, Dave, I sold him his first homebrew kit. Is that right? Yeah, Dave and, from and Magnolia. Yeah, from Magnolia. Yeah. And, and it's so funny, you know, even then, you know, he had a, he had an idea that he just wanted to brew. Okay. He didn't want to do anything else, he just wanted to brew. Yeah, yeah. And, um, and then from there, well, see where he's at now.
1: Yeah, that's right. Now yeah. he's got two different places and yeah. brewing lots of good beer.
3: And an iPhone. And he's an got an iPhone.
5: <laughs> uh, so does Sean. <laughs> Sully's, Sully's things, got an uh, iPhone.
1: It's amazing how people come up in this world.
0: <laughs> One day you have a homebrew kit, next day, you an, have an
8: iPhone. iPhone. <laughs> iPhone. <laughs> what do you know? That's right.
1: You're making in the world. <laughs> <laughs> now, did
3: anybody ever talk to you about going pro, or did you ever think, you know, maybe I oh, want to yeah. have my own place? No, a number of times. Yeah. A number of times. But, you know, my pleasure is in more, you know, teaching okay you know i'm more of a people person you know being able to uh stand and talk to people i mean that 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 means a lot to me in that regard but as far as uh just being in the brewery you know i might drink up all the product that's in there (laughs) (laughs) i'll drink up all the profits that's not going to work yeah (laughs) i gotta say guys
1: we're killing poor homer here because we're all enjoying beer and uh homer can't have a beer today he's having water he's uh Got some things going on. I got to just have the water. Poor guy. I was like, Homer, I hope you do okay in there, because this is not a conducive environment to not drinking beer. Yeah, it's a tough one. <laughs> I'll try to keep you busy so that you there don't you have go. to think too there much you go. about it. <laughs> All right, so how did you get into the uh, the homebrew thing yourself, you know, way back then?
3: Well, it's kind of ironic. I just picked up a book one day and started reading it. Okay. And, um, and when I was reading the book, actually, I was at the store, and... There's an older guy there that ran the store at the time named John Bank. He was the original owner and uh, the one that actually put it together. And his partner also, uh, Evo Gardella. Uh, both great mentors in that regard as far as uh, teaching and training how to make beer okay, as well as how to make wine. okay. And so when he seen me reading the book, he says, well, what what do you think about that? He says, oh, I said, interesting book, so why don't you take it home and read it? So I took the book home and I read it that night. Okay. And so I went back the next day and I started thinking, well, you know, I think I can do this. I want to try and make some beer. Mm-hmm. So... Then I was gonna purchase all the stuff to take it to, uh, to make the beer with. He says, Oh I'll just take it home and try it out. I says your parents won't mind? I was fifteen at the time. Oh you were.
2: <laughs> yeah, he says your parents won't mind and you they left said, that out. And I says,
3: Oh no, I says, No, that's no problem. So they won't mind that. So I took all the stuff home. Yeah. And my father looked at me, just shook his head. <laughs> my mother said, Well, if you want to do it, you can do it. Okay. And so then I made the first batch of beer then. Okay. Now, I wanted to ask you because
1: I was thinking, you know, were you a beer guy or something? But now that question sounds silly. You were 15.
3: Yeah, I was 15 with an idea. I could could sell it to all my friends at school. I see.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Now it's all coming together. (laughs) I'll tell you, you got some pretty cool parents to just uh, shake their head at you and let you go on about your business.
3: Oh, yeah. No, they were great in that regard. You know, the the thing was is that, you know, I could taste it. Yeah. As long as I was at home, couldn't take it out the house. I see. You know, and so, you know, I started making it at that point, and then when I was about a year later, my father was having the house worked on. There was a bunch of electricians there, mm-hmm. and um, and one day they didn't have anything to drink for lunch, and so my father says, "Who didn't drink?" My father didn't drink at all. Okay. Neither did my mother. My father said, "Well, you know, there's sodas in that refrigerator over there." He told him. He says, "But." He says, there's also beer in that refrigerator. So my son makes it and says, I have no idea how it tastes. He (laughs) says, but you guys can drink it if you want it. Yeah. And there were two cases of beer in there. Well, two days later, all the beer was gone.
0: (laughs) All right. Don't (laughs) point electricians to beer. (laughs) That's right.
1: Never do that. I don't know if they were just thirsty or if apparently you were brewing good
0: beer back then.
3: Well, then they tried to slip me 100 and told me to make them a couple more cases. I guess it was good beer. No kidding. Yeah. And so... uh, I says I can't do that because uh-huh. I don't want to go to jail.
1: <laughs> right? Why? <What?
3: laughs> so I says I can make some beer and you can just drink it.
1: Yeah, sure.
3: And so they would come by periodically and pick up beer. Okay. Just to drink.
1: No kidding. Yeah. Now tell me, was it uh, was it legal to brew at home in general if you were of age? Was the law? Uh, no, it wasn't legal to brew. Wasn't legal at all no, it, anyway. Uh,
3: it wasn't legalized until 1978. Okay. Is when. Um, Jimmy Carter yeah. actually signed the bill, That's right. and it became law in 1979.
1: Okay. Yeah. So how did the shop kind of get around that? That's Is that my question. Well, yeah.
3: You lived in a gray area. Okay. Yeah, you were you were sort of floating around. We were floating around in a gray area. You know, it, it it's just like um, buying the components to make a bomb. Yeah, you're allowed to buy the. You individual. Can, you can buy all the individual components. Uh. But, but there's no books on how to make a bomb.
1: <laughs> no, you can get those well. at the library. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. You can get all that stuff. Really? Mm-hmm. It's just then the act of, of doing it that's doing it. the illegal part. That's the illegal part. Not yeah. that anybody here would do that, though. Of course not. Not. yeah no. I can't believe I just told JP that there's books <laughs> on this stuff. We're in trouble. <laughs> you hear Homer pull a Jamil? Well. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, well, and I guess it's to say if you go to a tobacco shop, you know, you go to a smoke shop, yeah. they, they're allowed to sell... a you know, pipes of all forms, bongs and everything else for uh, for uh illegal uh contraband. What kind of tobacco? And they're candy, allowed to they? do that. You're just not allowed to put two and two together. And right. then actually. So I guess it just falls under the same thing, right. doesn't it? All
3: because right. it used to be on the cans of uh, blue ribbon extract, which was the only thing that was available. Okay. You know, back in the oh late 60s, early 70s. Okay. You know, that's all you could really find pretty much was blue ribbon. And on the can, it used to would say, this is how not to brew beer. <laughs> this is how not to? Right. This is how not to brew beer. I love it. That's brilliant. <laughs> right. In other words, if you were to add yeast to this, you'd be making beer, but that's against the law. You can't do that. Yeah, okay. <laughs> oh, <laughs> man. And so the brewing ingredients back then really weren't all that great. Okay. You know, I mean, the yeast that they were using was, uh, a lot of times it was bread yeast. Okay. You know, but uh, we did sell a couple of different yeasts. Like, oh, there was a German company that made a yeast, and also there was um, a British company like Edme. Okay, that was on the market at that time, but there weren't too many varieties on the market as you, we find today.
0: And of so, course, all dry yeast, uh, all dry yeah. yeast. Yeah. Well, what, no, what were they doing? To, selling little. Little you know, ten gram or five gram packets of yeast. If there was really no, or were they just kind of feeding the underground? Oh kind of well,
3: you thing. know that yeast can be used for make bread also.
0: Mhm. Uh, oh yeah. You, you can make go bread. St- still buy the same packets bread.
1: at the store
3: right now. That's uh, correct. Those little yeah. things.
1: Mm-hmm. Now tell me about what? Uh, do you remember the exact ingredients of that first kit that you brought home to brew? You remember what you? What you oh, brought?
3: it was so simple. It's almost unbelievable. All right. It had a can of malt. That that blue ribbon right, malt. Blue okay. ribbon malt, which yeah. was um. About three pounds of malt. Okay. And what happens is then you turn around and you add another, you know, three pounds of sugar to it. Just uh, regular table sugar? Regular table sugar, cane sugar. Okay. Which is going to give you a cidery effect in the beer to begin with. Yeah. And then you turn around and you use, um, yeah, beer yeast. Okay. And, and what, did, what did you have available for hops
1: then? Uh,
3: well, that's the killer part. See, hops, were, they were compressed hops. Okay. You know, and you get those from Great Britain. Oh, really good stuff, you know, and a nice little you know, blue foil packet. Really? Oh, yeah. Okay. Horrible. (laughs) Uh Still still was all good. You know, I mean, but that was what was available.
1: Okay. Yeah. So now, if you had to judge now, if you were to drink that first beer that you brewed, you you might have spit it out yourself. Uh, yes,
3: Yes and no. Okay. Because at that point in time, you knew no better. Okay. So you would think mentally that it was just fine. Yeah, yeah. You know, but as time progresses and goes on, you tend to realize that, those beers weren't really all good. <laughs> right, right.
1: They were okay. Yeah, it's like my first radio show. I thought it was great. Yeah, right.
4: <laughs> I listen back now and go, oh, Lord. Yeah. <laughs> what were you thinking? Hey, what was the style of beer you think
3: it was? Well, the style of beer was more along the lines of American style beer. Because, so, okay. um, a pale ale or light oh, not lager? A pale ale. It was supposed to be like a lager. Okay. And then we weren't even fermenting at a cool temperature, so therefore we had all the esters that went along with it. You no. know, and all the different, you know, like the fruit punch aromas and, yeah. and those things. That, Sounds uh, good to me. Right, what, did you, oh, yeah. what did you ferment in? Uh, we actually fermented in uh, crocs.
1: Now, okay, that's so what, like ceramic? Uh, that's right,
3: a ceramic crock. Okay. Wow. You know, and what you draped over the top of the ceramic crop was a towel. No kidding. Just put a towel right <laughs> on put it. put a towel over the top of it. And yeah. then after you came off the ceramic crop, then you would go into like a glass water bottle. Okay. You know, and then you would fix a fermentation lock. To finish our fermentation. That's if you were sophisticated. I see. Most people <laughs> did not do that. Really? Yeah, they just came right out the crock. And some would start sticking the ladle in there and start dipping it out and putting it down their throat immediately. Are you kidding? Oh, no. No carbonate, no, just no right carbonate. there. No, be a little bit of carbonation in there okay? because you catch it right at the end. It's that's booze. Right. I'm drinking it's it. It's like yeah. moonshine at yeah, that point. Right.
4: Yeah, so who were the people that were coming in the shop back then? Because you, you know, obviously... You didn't want to go home with any of them. <laughs> <laughs> Not good. Well, Not maybe Motor did. <laughs> shady
1: characters
4: going in there. Really? So was it people that were just, uh, they knew the shop was there. It was obviously a legal shop in the sense but uh you were selling this stuff i mean so what were they was well, it like it sounds like it's a wink wink nudge nudge kind of thing
3: no well it, right it wasn't in that regard it was sort of a wink wink nudge nudge because some of the guys actually did come out the hills okay you know and Good. those guys that came out the hills were you know he wasn't around a brewery he didn't have right a, he okay. didn't he had to have something to drink yeah and so therefore he would load up you know he would buy uh you know sacks of malt or whatever and and then go back out into the hills and sure. make what he needed to drink. And his name was so, Fritz Maytown. <laughs>
4: <laughs>
1: now, so it doesn't sound like you had to... You know, like now in, in the homebrew shops, you have all these beer geeks and connoisseurs and, and enthusiasts coming in to buy stuff to make beer. It doesn't sound like that's really what you had. You didn't have beer enthusiasts. You had alcohol enthusiasts
2: that were coming into the shop.
3: <laughs> right. I th- I would say it was alcohol enthusiasts to a degree, but also people that were concerned about trying to make a good product okay but they were limited in the resources that they had to make a good product i see you know and but if you kept everything clean and sanitized and if you did ferment at a little bit cooler temperature as we learned as time went on mm-hmm. and you know uh, there was ways of cooling it down mm-hmm. then you could make a better product than than, uh, than the person that wasn't conscious okay. is what they were doing. All right, yeah.
1: All right, so you're you're in there at 15. You brew your first batch of beer. <laughs> they sell you the stuff. When do you start working there? Uh, how long did they I know you? I started
3: working there when I was 15.
1: You did? So the same I did, year? Yeah, the
3: same year. I started working when I was 15. Um,
1: was that just to get free ingredients?
3: No, 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 no. <laughs> that was to get that was to get get away from all the coaches that were trying to get me to play football, baseball, and basketball.
1: Oh, is that right? Oh, yeah. So you were more interested in beer than sports. Oh, yes. <laughs> Good man. All right. <laughs> All right. So you d- you took a job there. And uh, what they have you doing? What was a, what was a job for well, a 15-year-old? Well, the first time was
3: I was sweeping the floor.
1: All
2: right.
3: But I swept the floor the other day, so I, could, I guess I'm still doing the same thing. Things have not changed. Yeah, nothing hasn't changed. I thought about that then when I was sweeping the floor. I yeah. dropped some grain down and swept it up. I said, hmm, nothing's changed. <laughs> <laughs> no but I'm still drinking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: All right, so you've been there since you were fifteen. Same store, uh Mm -hmm. just learning to brew uh the whole time. Now uh when were you able to start drinking it, you know, yourself, these batches you were brewing?
3: Oh when when I first started brewing it.
1: You did. Oh right? I was yeah. tasting it, I yeah. Sure.
4: Justin, what do you think?
3: <laughs> yeah. Uh, I just why put why it am aside. I,
4: I had to have my father try it.
1: Yeah, Homer's been drunk <laughs> since he was 15 <laughs> the past thirty five years. Hammered.
3: Mm. <laughs> and now today I'm drinking water. <laughs> yeah, today yeah.
1: things are going Something's full circle. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So you did uh, you did get to taste it. now uh, I wanted to talk about how things have changed in with ingredients and things like that. So, you know, kind of mm. uh, how long were you just brewing these American light lagers before something else was available?
3: Well, see, then it was about, i say, 70, about 1970, 72, somewhere around there. Then we started importing malt from out the country. Okay. Right. And a lot of the malt was outsourced out of um, Australia for a long time. Really? Yeah. Wow. But uh, same same company was part of the British company okay. that makes malt. And um, and some of the malt was imported from Great Britain. Uh, we were even the first ones to bring German malt into the country extract. Is that but right? this was in the mid-70s.
1: Now, by we, you mean Oak Barrel were the Barrel, first yeah. ones to bring in German right. malt. Mm-hmm. Really?
3: We brought German malt into the country. Okay. And um, that was a hassle and a half. <laughs> Is that right? Oh, <laughs> oh. Even even thinking about that.
1: Just the regulations about doing well, it? Well,
3: the regulations it? of bringing it in, yeah. but also even just uh, outsourcing it from the dock itself. You gotcha. Know, just picking it up, I
1: mean, Okay.
3: You know, that was uh, that was a learning experience.
1: All right. I bet. Mm-hmm. Now, what if you were doing all grain from the beginning? Then you could brew a different... Uh, were you able to get grains uh, that you could do different styles? That's correct. Just well, not then, extracts.
3: Right. Not extracts. Then you were able to get, uh, you know, like grains and uh, then started to acquire more hops and different varieties of hops, you know, because at first you, you really couldn't get that many varieties of hops. Okay. And... Like I said, we were getting in the uh, the compressed hops. Yeah. Uh, we actually were one of the first to actually import pellet hops into the country. Really? And where those come they from? They came from Germany and uh, Czechoslovakia. Okay. And uh, this was in the mid-70s. Yeah.
1: yeah. Now, when that started happening, when you got this German malt and these mm-hmm. new German pellet hops, did were you guys just amazed at the
2: difference? Oh, in the
3: difference in quality is almost unbelievable. Okay. I remember I made a beer, Um, I made a, a lager all right out of that new german malt that we got and also the german hops and i fermented it at the cool temperature because i had the refrigeration then and so okay. forth and and was able to ferment i never forget and made the beer and after i bottled it you know what happens is is when you're using a good lager yeast you're going to get like a uh, sulfite uh, smell that's going to come off of it yeah and you'll get that and you'll think that there's a problem, like it's the worst <laughs> beer in the world, you know. Oh, we you,
1: get those questions come through, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah.
3: you get that stink that, oh, you think. And so I bottled this beer up and I still had some of that smell in there and I took it and I threw it in the closet. And I was, I was disappointed because all the time that I'd spent on it. Yeah. Well, my mother-in-law came to visit, <laughs> who, <Uh-oh. laughs> who said that she thought that I was a good Christian, but I came home every day and had, uh, had a beer or a whiskey, you know, uh, just right <laughs> after I got home. And Nothing wrong said, with that. Yeah, and she says, oh, I thought you were good. So I, so I showed her in the Bible where it said that it was okay to have a drink. And <laughs> I came home one night from playing basketball, and I put four beers in the, the fridge of this beer that I finally opened back up about two months later and found out it was one of the better beers I'd ever made.
1: Okay, yeah.
3: So I put four bottles in the fridge, came back from playing basketball, opened up the fridge. There were two bottles in there. <laughs> and so I asked her, I said, uh, how was that beer? She said, you know, that's some pretty good beer you had in the refrigerator. <laughs> yeah. I said, so you like that, huh? She says, yes. I says, well, you know, I made that beer. She looked at me and she said, oh, yeah, oh, you did and got up and went to bed. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that was it. She was happy you showed her that passage
3: of the Bible. That's right.
2: <laughs> so she could and have so more she, beer.
3: She finished off the rest of those beers. Yeah. And a few weeks later, you know. But, uh, no, the ingredients improved. And when we use proper ingredients, you okay. can make a good batch of beer.
1: Okay. Yeah. So things really did uh, kind of change. And uh, was that the first lager you ever did, too, then? Were you just doing
3: ales? No, no, that wasn't the first one. Okay. Yeah, but uh, it was the first one. With superior ingredients, okay, and that made a difference. All right, yeah. fantastic. Mm-hmm. Now,
1: how about uh, extracts? When did those uh, start, uh, you know, becoming something that was a, a high quality? Well, product?
3: matter of fact, that was an extract.
1: That was extract. That it? was an extract. So oh, it was yeah. a German malt it extract. It was a German malt extract. Yeah. Uh, aluminum cans or
3: no? It was a regular, you know, tin can.
1: Like a, like a tin can. Yeah. In that's right. right. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. I just coming like that. All they right. come in Fair tin
3: enough. cans. Yeah. <laughs> the
1: other <kind>. aluminium. <laughs> All right, so and that's how you guys got it. and wow, So I didn't realize that Oak Barrel was the first to be bringing those things in, too, and the pellet hops as well. Yeah. All right. Yeah. And uh, were you still having to use the, the dried yeast then, though, too? Right, okay. but I was still
3: using the dry yeast. I didn't really get into liquid yeast until about, oh, it was about oh, 79, 80. Okay. A good friend of mine was working up at UC Berkeley, and where he was working that was in the yeast lab. Okay. And that was his job. He was sending like yeast up on the sp- up in the space shuttle yeah. to see how it reacted to uh to space. Is that right? Um, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he would go down to Florida. <laughs> Try to figure out saying, if that's right, good oh, or yeah, not. <laughs> right, right. See, yeah. yeah, this is. I think they were worried about going to space and not being able to have any beer to drink. And, <laughs> of course. Uh,
1: well, it's the same as when we uh, even moved to this country. We were worried about not having beer.
0: Mission yeah. Control, we're going to need to know about this lager yeast. Same
3: thing with space. <laughs> so,
0: uh. And they came back, and that's where British Ale was.
3: From. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, so, so this,
3: you this, got
1: a hold of some that way.
3: Oh, yeah. Okay. And so what happened was is that, uh me and him developed a good friendship and uh he started bringing me yeast in tubes yeah you know almost similar to what uh, white lab sells today okay wow. oh yeah which is and i, t- I kept telling him, says i says you know i says you should take this i mean grow it up the way that you're going and we should sell it here yeah and he says oh that's too much trouble so i don't eat that <laughs> oh i don't eat that kind of oh is chris white happy about that i don't eat that kind of what does that yeah. guy think now yeah yeah and, uh, and so then I started getting good quality yeast. He did, okay. Oh, yeah. But just for
1: you, for your personal brewing. That's correct. I see. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not sharing this.
3: Mm-hmm. And he was, he was going around the world to different places. And like, he was bringing back yeast from Germany. You know, and um, so he'd go and get the cultures from breweries in Germany and things. You right. mean, or, okay? Some from Germany, and yeah. also UC Berkeley has such a large yeast bank. Ah, really? He, he, oh, he was all sourcing yeast from their yeast bank there.
1: No
0: kidding. I, right. Do they still?
3: I They still
1: have that yeast they bank. They do. Oh, it's yeah. like the
0: Indiana Jones of yeah. yeast.
1: Is that a big <laughs> secret around here? Do all you brewers know about that? There's a I,
4: big I, yeast I bank. I can't there. talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> I would have to kill you. Yeah, but o- Oak Barrel is probably about a mile away from UC Berkeley, so they probably that yeast. And everything else beyond that is all right there. Yeah. Okay, that's yeah. interesting. I didn't know that. Uh...
3: Well, one beer in particular I tried to make for years is Bassel. Okay, and I couldn't. I couldn't. I, you know, I tried for years to make Bassel. Tried for years, even using the yeast that he had for me. Okay, you know, I tried and uh, just couldn't get some of those flavors. And what was the problem? Well, the problem was the yeast didn't have the right yeast strain.
1: I see. And so... So you, you got all the malt right, and you even were able to get the hops that would make it... The pretty darn close. That's okay, right. Okay.
3: And one day, a professor from up at... Uh, that, a visiting professor uh, was here for, uh, up at UC Berkeley doing a research project. He was here for six months. <laughs> and he was actually visiting from Great Britain. Okay. And so and then we got to talking for about 45 minutes there at the store, and he just came down to get some... um some psychromyces uh, bianis, that okay. um, some of that Lauvin Champagne yeast. All right. And he said, "Oh, I'm a home brewer also." I says, "Oh, you are?" He huh? says, "Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah." So I've been. So what yeast strain do you use? I says, "So I use Bass's yeast strain." I says, I, <laughs> He says, "I did work for Bass a few years back, and uh, and I cleaned up the yeast strain for them, and I and I keep the culture in on slants." Oh, there I you told go. Him, I says, "Well, I've been trying to make Bass for years." He says, well, you know what? I happened to bring a coach over here with him because <laughs> yeah. I was going to home too while I was over here. It's uh, in my back pocket. It's you know, Right here. It's in my trunk. It's 100 degrees. <laughs> that's it. And so, and so about uh, two hours later, he sent somebody down with a yeast strain on a slant. No kidding. So I, in turn, gave it to my friend who was working up there, who later on met the guy. He grew it up for me. Yeah. Made the next batch of uh, Bass Ale. And? It was too sweet. Oh, is that right? Because of the yeast itself. Sure. Okay. Yeah. And so then the next batch, perfect. So you had to change it now that you had the right yeast. You had the right yeast.
1: Redo the recipe. Mm -hmm. Ah, that's amazing. Yeah. What a strange
0: coincidence. I happen to have some right (laughs) here. That's just... Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. People apparently traveled with slants. (laughs) It was okay. Can't do that shit now. Don't you, you, JP?
4: Well, (laughs) yes, but I
1: Yeah, you do it now. It's definitely something against (laughs) Homeland Security if you travel around with yeast now. Yeah. Now, how long, uh, your your folks were pretty okay when you brought that first batch. Uh, oh, w- yeah. W- was there a point that they said, okay, with your career path, this is great, you're going to be a beer guy for the rest of your life, or did they kind of hassle you about
3: that? Oh, you mean when I I blew up the kitchen? <laughs> <laughs> Should we mention that? Or Yeah, absolutely. Well, okay, I'll tell you. <laughs> yeah, I was, uh my father just finished the kitchen. Uh, it was my mother's dream to have this huge kitchen. Okay. And um it was maybe about oh, two months old this beautiful new kitchen <laughs> <laughs> and there was a fight there was a fight on one night and i wanted to watch this fight and it was uh I never forget it was ron lau i think and george foreman all right and so it was on white world of sports this is going back in the old oh, days yeah. Yeah. all right yeah and so i made this root beer well you see you're supposed to bottle root beer immediately mm. because if you don't what? okay air gets to it it'll blow up really oh yeah and so I allowed it to sit out for about four hours. Ah. Because I watched the fight, I washed my car. And, uh,
2: <laughs>
3: and had a couple of drinks. Yeah. <laughs> I bottled the root beer and I never forget, I put left it in the kitchen. Yeah. And some champagne bottles. I says, well, I'll take it down in the basement. I says, ah, oh, if it blows up, you know. And I said, no, it won't blow up. <laughs> well, I was laying across my bed with my headphones on, listening to some music and watching, I never forget, Saturday Night Live. Yeah. And I heard a loud noise. And I walked into the kitchen, and this root beer shot the neck off the champagne bottle. Really? (laughs) And it shot root beer all the way around the kitchen. In the sheetrock, in the ceiling, three-quarter-inch sheetrock, it was lodged
1: in the sheetrock. The top of the bottle.
3: My father came out of his room, (laughs) and he looked around. And he said he just shook his <laughs>
2: head. <laughs> yeah.
3: And uh, he and, and he told me to get out of there. That's what he told me, <laughs> and, and to get all that stuff out of there. Uh, that was it. And, huh? and I took it downstairs, and all that stuff blew up in the sump in the oh, basement. Oh no, same kidding. Night. <laughs>
1: what makes it blow up if you don't? Oxygen got to it. I see.
3: Oxygen got to the uh, to the yeast and to the air and into the. Uh, Soon as you bottle, see the thing is you want to trap the gases off in there. Okay. So you you mix it up and you bottle it immediately so it doesn't blow up on you.
0: Oh, right. so you added the yeast and didn't bottle it. Thank you. Okay, uh-huh. that's right. All right. Uh-huh. And so they took that oxygen and okay. started uh-huh. eating the sugars and oh, okay. having a good old time. Now oh, I see. Yeah. Now. Oh, yeah. so uh you know other than than that and and they want
1: you to get all that stuff out of there, uh you know do they have because I'm just thinking that back then you know uh it, it, you're saying, well, this is what i'm gonna do i want I'm a beer guy and and I'm
0: wondering how your parents kind of reacted to yeah, that I mean besides a lot of head shaking yeah. it sounds like well, they were pretty you know pretty well cool yeah with you well, he's pretty cool yeah
3: matter of fact, even three weeks later, he built a place down in the basement. Uh, another kitchen, more or less, so I could brew down there. Oh, he the did. Stability. okay oh, So wow. support. So it's them. right, right. It wasn't. It wasn't like uh, he just kicked me to the curb and said, you know, <laughs> <laughs> no, get out of here. How old were <laughs> you when <laughs> then, when you built that special basement? Uh, I would say about 19 oh,
0: 19- oh, see, that's cool, yeah. man. Yeah, <laughs> that's good. Yeah, <laughs> I like that. All right, I'll tell you what we're gonna do. We're gonna take a quick
1: break. Uh, I've got some questions uh, coming okay. through uh, for you, so I want to get those asked. How's the chat room
3: doing over there? It's Steph?
5: doing good. A quick question though: Are you gonna show up at G A B F this year? Homer
3: they won't let me out the store. No, <laughs> no. The you the chat know what time really wants you know, to there. You know, you know, you know what time, you know what time of day it is there. That's that's grape season. It's wine season. Yeah, yeah. I tried to talk him into
1: going to I it. Drag like, my no, cock down, down there. Yeah, <laughs> Homer's
5: like number one right now in the chat room. He's number one. He is number one.
1: <laughs> <Uh-oh>. <laughs> Homer's number one. We're gonna make bumper stickers for you, Homer. Just say number, number one. one. Oh man, <laughs> what would Homer do?
2: <laughs>
1: Have another drink. <laughs> <laughs> what would Homer's parents do? (laughs) More with the great uh, Homer Smith when we come back. We're going to find out a little more about the history of homebrew. And then let's start talking porters and stouts, because I think you got some uh, good tips for us about that. Hang in there. It's the session, and we are real excited to have Homer with us today. It's a great show. Be right back. You're listening to The Brewcasters on The Brewing Network.
6: This year, the Great American Beer Festival will last for three days, have more than 40,000 visitors, more than 380 breweries, more than 1,600 beers, but only one lucky listener will be going for free beer beer and more beer the brewers association white labs and the brewing network are sending you on the beer trip of the year airfare hotel all festival sessions for free brought to you by the brewers association white labs beer beer and more beer and the bn visit the brewing for more details oh that's so good you sure you don't want something, Yoda, like a beer or something? Beer is the path to the dark side. Beer leads to drunkenness. Drunkenness leads to beer goggles. Beer goggles leads to dirty women. Once you get a dirty girl on your jock, forever will she dominate your destiny.
10: Fair belly blues, what color are my new shoes? my feet and belt buckle are things I rarely see. My problem is not my glands; it comes poured from aluminum cans and perhaps. and may he...
1: You can not only order from More Beer online at morebeer.com, and receive free shipping on most orders over $59. But you can also shop in person at their two retail locations located in Concord and Riverside, California. In fact, the Concord facility has grown to over 15,000 square feet to fit all the new products, expanded showroom, and new knowledge center classroom. And now, in conjunction with the Brewing Network, More Beer is making it easier than ever to keep up on what's happening. Download the More Beer monthly podcast by clicking podcast at morebeer.com. You'll learn about More More beer's history, sales and discounts on more beer products, get to know team members, and hear ways to save you money. They're also launching a brand new website soon with more features and a better online shopping experience. So go to morebeer.com or call 800 600 0033. That's 800 600
6: 0033. Radio. The Brewing Network.
11: Ta-da! The
1: Brewcasters. If you're just starting, don't be discouraged by all this stuff. It's yeah. so easy. Just throw it yeah. together. Put yeah. some I sugar could... and some water and some yeast in there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the, Brewing Network. the Brewing Network. Saving your life. One beer at a time. All right, folks, we're back. Hanging out with Homer. A bunch of other people in the studio with us, too. we got Roger, the artist formerly known as Roger from Drake's. You will remain that until you have a new title, Roger. (laughs) That's just great. (laughs) Number one Judge Mathis fan? Yes. (laughs) Judge Mathis, new biggest fan. He's he's now running the Judge Mathis fan club. (laughs) I thought it was Michael Bolton.
5: (laughs) My my mistake.
1: No, it's uh, Mathis. Uh, we got Sully hanging out with us in the studio, of course. Hey, John Foster and Motor from Beer School are with us hanging out today. They're in the chat room with you, I think. JP, of course. Stephanie's in the chat. I'm here. Hit the chat now button if you haven't already. You can put your questions in there. You can call us 888-401-BEER. You could also get us on Skype. Brewing Network is the name, and uh, you could call in uh, via Skype. I may not see it immediately if I'm looking the other way in the middle of an interview, but uh, keep calling get you eventually is
0: it brewing network or the brewing network
1: i think it's brewing network
0: okay. i just f- love how you don't know i don't
1: know because it says it in two different ways uh, what's mm-hmm. the
4: difference you'll find it okay wow. <laughs> hey, so before we get into the meat and potatoes of uh, the questions there from the chat room yeah i wanted to ask homer because he kind of grew up uh and started in the whole like uh, with the whole homebrew scene or in its infancy in the 70s what were you drinking back then what was your beer of choice? Like were you commercial drinki- beer? Commercial beer, uh, were you drinking, what, what were you drinking?
3: Mr. Fritz Maytag's great product.
4: Is that right? Oh, yeah. Anchor Steam. Anchor Steam. Was it Fritz's
1: back
3: then? Yep. Yeah. Yes. It was yeah. Fritz's. Oh, yeah. Okay. So,
4: so you had the Anchor, huh? Mm-hmm. You know, that was your beer of choice. So, what oh, was yeah. that like back then compared to the, today?
3: You know, still pretty much the same.
0: Is it really? You think you know, so?
3: I think it's still pretty much the same. Um, it's pretty good, though. Oh, yeah. 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 Good, clean beer. I mean, body to it, flavor, mm-hmm. you know, taste. You know, good hop character. Actually, it might be a little bit more hoppy now than what it was back then. Think so? Oh yeah,
1: I would guess that too. It's it's kind of just following along with a trend. Maybe they mm-hmm. had to beef up mm-hmm. the. I mean, even Budweiser's been beefing up their hops a little bit uh, in in increments. Yeah. You like by a half a percent. You yeah, can so
7: they're up to ten. Yeah. yeah, you I, I can still, almost yeah. smell it. <laughs> yeah, I. I you still, almost know <laughs> there's hops.
3: <laughs> I still remember the other dinosaur in the business from back then. That was Bruce Joseph. Who's uh, still over at Anchor?
1: Oh, is that right? Oh yeah. Uh, is is that a, is that the brewer there? You're mm-hmm. one yeah, of the he's breweries. one
4: of the longtime brewers there, and actually yeah. is involved in the distillery right now. So he's putting out the Old Pachero products. Oh great! So
1: now, did any of those guys, did Fritz or those guys, w- did they come to the homebrew shop for stuff?
3: oh uh, no. no no. Um, the only thing they came there for were a few odds and ends. Okay. You know to um. Maybe bottle like uh, large bottles or something like that. Like okay. A, yeah, one point
1: Now bar. I know that at one time Oakland uh, had a lot of breweries in it, uh, and and I'm guessing it was even before the time of Oak Barrel that that Oak Right. Had I'm a dinosaur, but I don't go back. Not
3: that far. That far. <laughs> right.
4: But my question is, <laughs> uh, Homer walked upright. Oh, You're saw. talking <laughs> about a time where people were on all fours. Because
3: I was. Did you ever sell malt to a T Rex, Homer? <laughs> uh, no, there is one down the corner from us now. <laughs> there is selling barbecue partial personal
1: boils. Uh. <laughs> yeah, uh, that, I just wonder if, if any pro brewers came in through the shop uh, back then, uh, getting ingredients from you guys.
3: No, we actually uh, we pretty much serviced the home brewer. It was. not until the uh, microbrewery started hitting the scene that we really went from uh, home brewer to microbrewery.
1: So what is that mid eighties? You think that started happening, or even later? Um,
3: right. Well, Buffalo Bill would be one of the first ones. Yeah, absolutely. You know, okay. Good old, good old Buffalo Bill, and then um the and then Triple best. Rock was built. Yeah, in uh, in the early '80s. Okay, and uh, then yeah.
1: All right, and then probably a lot more in the '90s when when they started popping up even.
3: Oh yeah. That's yeah.
0: well, so when I showed up.
4: Like the one on said, five, I, like like the
0: one on five six three second Street, two blocks from yeah. Park. I'll tell you
4: my story with, uh, with the Oak Barrel. I, uh, was a, uh, you know, a young, uh, uh, well actually not so young. Yeah, I was but gonna I was say, a, let's, uh, yeah, yeah. let's start this off honestly. I had more yeah. hair
0: than I do now though. <laughs>
4: <laughs> yeah. Damn sure. I was a home brewer and I uh, was living in Southern California and I moved up to Berkeley and I was getting involved in the whole craft beer scene. And I remember showing up to the Oak Barrel and, uh, and uh, I met Homer and Bernie, uh, who's the owner of the shop and, uh, and I remember talking to you guys, and I was the only thing. I, I feel like an idiot right now saying this because it seems totally fine now. But I was really on you guys about the fact you weren't open on Sunday. <laughs>
1: really? <laughs> that was
4: like my thing. It was like, well, I can't believe you're like doing that. And you know, they, you gave me like a logical explanation. and I couldn't believe it because in L.A. they were open on Sunday. And you're like, hey, us sinners want to brew on Sundays, you know?
2: <laughs> <laughs> that but then your... I
4: learned to buy my products and and then brew on Sunday. Fair so. Right. Now, That's uh. That's a good story, Sean. Well, I know, but, you know, it's my first introduction to the Oak Barrel. But yeah. they were great guys. They were very accepting. And, uh, it was just a, it uh, was yeah. a nice, it was a nice, you know, I was like, uh, Ron in a lot of ways at Thirsty Bear, my early, you know, early days that I was, I'm gonna open my own place kind of thing. I'm sure everybody in that place at that time was like, I'm gonna open my own place. Sure. You know, JP <laughs> was probably in his mother's belly going, like, I'm gonna open my own place. Yeah. And,
2: uh, <laughs> and,
4: uh, and, uh, you know, so, you know, a few of us, you know, floated to the surface and the other ones were, you know, didn't do that yeah what percentage of people uh
1: homer if you had to guess came through and said yeah i'm going to open my place and have actually done it's it got to be tiny i would imagine
3: no it's not that many so only about 110 (laughs) percent they've all done it wow (laughs) no not that they've all done it no but not that have that had uh reservations in that regard yeah you know a lot of people have that but uh i would say probably Two percent.
1: Okay, it's yeah. got to be small. It's, it's, it's small. It's probably. Two it's 80%. a tough thing to do, you know. Right. So. Hey Chad, can you produce me one of those glasses that you're handing out? We're tasting right now. Uh, they
3: smell really good.
1: Homer's wine. Yes. What are we drinking here, Homer? You know what it is, or does only Roger know?
7: I think
3: Roger. I think it's a Chardonnay.
7: I believe it is a Chardonnay. Yes.
1: Because it was not labeled, but it's... Uh, do you want to? Uh, it's a fantastic wine, actually. Yeah, yeah it's really uh, nice. You can't... F- poor Homer. He's
2: oh, yeah. Ashy Roger's
1: shoving knows, alcohol in his face. He
0: knows how to smell.
3: <laughs> he knows how to smell. It's a gateway drug. Smell, smell. smell this. Smell
1: this. Don't drink it, Homer. It's Just a smell it. Sense.
3: <laughs> there was uh, tartrates on the bottom of it, and uh... it's
1: really nice. That's yeah. a very nice wine. not hurt it's you. Really nice. Really oh, it won't hurt you at all. No. You're, I love, actually, I'm going to, can I steal that answer from no you? No problem. It's now, yours. Anybody who has my beer, it's not Yeah, it won't not hurt you. hurt you.
0: Because <laughs> I, like
1: I don't know what else to say about yeah. my beer. To but be
0: honest, I like, I like his response. <laughs> no problem. It's yours. <laughs> <laughs> Done. No papers. <laughs> just a gentleman handshake. Yeah, it's yours to, now. I
1: didn't have to buy the copyright or anything. It won't hurt you. Won't
0: <laughs> what a fantastic
1: answer for a home brewer to have in their well, repertoire. I
0: mean, if you think about it, how long has he been given that answer? You know what I mean? Calming people down like relax it's not gonna hurt it's you gonna hurt you just some floaties you <laughs> will be all right how long uh, were you at the shop
1: there before you started making wine
3: uh i made my first wine when i was 15 also
1: you did? <laughs> wow you, you waste, waste no time homer
3: no i waste no time i made <laughs> at 15 years old what i first time i made was um i made a blackberry wine no kidding with uh, the local blackberries there in the area all how right. was it and it turned out okay it wasn't yeah. that bad and so so then i says well i'll get some grapes and so I got some, uh, Zinfandel grapes that exact same year. Okay. And I made some Zinfandel. About seven and a half gallons of Zinfandel rose.
2: Yeah.
3: And then the next year I became very ambitious and I got myself three quarters of a ton of Gamay Beaujolais. <laughs> three How does of a
0: 15 a year old know about these kind of
3: like no wines and grapes? Well, it's kind of funny. Right? Well, working there at the store, the, I was reading more and more, you know, uh. and, uh, and started tasting different wines and, and actually that's how I learned how to taste wines was there at the store. Huh. Um, older gentleman there, John Bank, and also, like I mentioned before, Evo Gardella. Uh-huh. Uh, they would allow me to taste wines there I'd spit them out. Sure. And then we would talk about exactly, <laughs> yeah. you know. Quote, uh,
0: unquote, of course you, you did, home. Spit home. them out.
3: <laughs> 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 and then we'd talk about exactly, you know, you know what I was tasting. Yeah, okay. And then start explaining it. And so that's how I, I was trained, in other words, that's how to great. taste wine. Yeah. You know. And now were you the
1: youngster at the shop? Or? I was the youngster, that's right. And I would guess then, because you're talking about all the same guys, you're
3: still the youngster at the shop. That's correct. (laughs) I tasted, but I did not swallow. (laughs) My name is not Slick Willie. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> I'll tell you, I'd have voted
4: for you before Slick Willie, Homer. Oh, thank
2: you. <laughs> well,
4: what a lot of the uh, podcast listeners and live listeners probably don't know that across the country is that the Oak Barrel is in Berkeley, and it is so close to Napa, Sonoma, uh, the Amador County and all that region. So you have access to such great grapes for yeah. making wine. So. Um, That's how you got into that thing, I imagine. And, uh, you know And, and, and when, during the harvest, I mean, it's insane out there because you have a lot of like local small uh, winemakers. But they're you know small in a sense. They're getting a couple tons every time yeah. and, and doing it in their garage or something like that. So mm-hmm. it's a huge, huge, big uh, winemaking community there along with the beer-making community.
3: Oh, yeah. Well, the killer part is, is that what a lot of people don't know is that originally it was a winery. It was called Oak Barrel Winery. No oh, Right. You see, it was a real-gen winery that started selling wine and beer-making supplies. Okay. Has it, it been at the same location for yeah. that long? For 35 years? Same building no, here and now? No. Uh, actually, it's been in four locations in Berkeley. Okay. Right. And... Uh, this location's been in for the last 20 years.
1: So did the winery, it just wasn't happening for them? They thought they could do better selling ingredients? or
3: Well, that, you got it right. It okay. was almost better to sell the ingredients than what it was to sell the wine. Sure. When they took fair trade off of wine in the late uh, early early 80s. Okay. Uh, remember um, who came on the scene? Warehouse, I don't know if you remember Warehouse Wines and Spirits?
1: I don't. No. But I've not been up here that long. That's why. I And they
3: were the ones that really fought to get fair trade taken off throughout the whole state. I see. See, all wines were fair traded at one time
1: now does that it's mean that they, were, they were all the same uh that means that you could only pay one price for wine that is
3: that's another word. you can only pay one price for it okay and everybody had to sell it at the same price i see and so, so other words to safeways, get that taken off that's right okay and so safeways couldn't sell wine cheaper than the mom and pop store on the corner gotcha that's okay. why there were so many different mom and pop stores around sure and so when that was taken off fair trade ended OK, Why that that really killed the wine industry and all the uh, mom and pop stores on the corner. They all dried up. OK, you know, and so at that point in time, there's a choice to make. Stay in the wine business, selling wines. Yeah. You know, having to write that report twice a month, which is another hassle yeah. because we also made wine. And because we also had barrels in the back, you know, racks of barrels full of wine. Sure. That we were blending, aging and blending there. The reporting was uh horrendous. Okay. So we got a, we got out of that portion of the business and just stayed with the uh winemaking and beer making aspect
1: of Okay. It. Well that sounds like a good move. It kept you guys yeah. alive and mm-hmm. I would imagine that there were some years there in the beginning though that even that was a struggle. Um now I think that home brewing is booming. It's such a big hobby. But there had to have been times throughout the years you've been there that it was getting ugly.
3: No, that's the ironic part of it. It it, it you could always see a study. In you know increase. No kidding. You know, but uh it was slow. It was gradual. Okay. And oftentimes, wine making or beer making will skip different generations in the family itself.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Reason being, because no one wants to ever do what their parents did. Yeah, that's true. I mean, even even when I got into Good it. point. Yeah, and I started making yeah. it. You know, I thought that my parents didn't know anything about wine making. Yeah. Or beer making. But my father would always make comments about what I was doing. And I would say, you know, I says, why does this guy make these comments? You know, I says, what does he he know about Weinberg? Well, you know, of course, his brother in Texas was already making the same stuff that I was. Uh, I see. I didn't find that out until I went there. Uh Uh-huh. And I said, I thought here was, I was the first person in the family, but that's not the case. (laughs) Right. You know, so it skips oftentimes, uh, you know, a generation. Sure. Yeah. You think that uh, your parents didn't do it, so. Right. Yeah.
1: I think it's interesting that you say that it's been sort of a steady rise, though, even so, that there was never any, you know, moments that it, it was getting grim, you know? Well, no,
3: a couple of times it flatlined. Okay. I can't really say that there was a great decline. Okay. But, it, you know, it, it, would, it would plateau. Yeah. And then cool off for maybe a couple of years. Just like now, we see a resurgence. Yeah. Yeah. You know, we see the resurgence in people talking about wanting to open up a pub. Sure. Three years ago, people would have said, you're crazy if you want to open up another pub. You're right. You yeah. know, and this guy over here would have told them. He would have said, oh, oh you, are <laughs> you, right, you are crazy. <laughs> you are know, crazy. You don't yeah. want to do another one. Yeah. You know, but now that's not the case. Now,
1: you know, is this resurgence that we're seeing, uh, and not just in the pub, but in home brewing, that we're seeing now, is this bigger than any of the other ones, or is this just another phase in the whole thing?
3: Well, no, it is bigger because you can see the spike Okay. As far as uh, taking the market share away from the three big guys. Sure, yeah. And so that in itself tells you, you know, the significant difference that's uh, that this has made at this point.
0: Yeah, yeah. The three big guys being Bud Miller and the 2 and a <laughs> Yes, yeah,
3: of
2: <laughs> course, <laughs> <in> the 21st <laughs> Amendment.
0: <laughs> I was
4: having lunch with Augie Bush. <laughs> yeah. And when I talk- says, Augie, <laughs> I was talking about homebrewing and how I want to buy it out.
7: <laughs> when so, we land. Uh, so, hey, Homer, did you notice there was a big spike when uh, Jimmy Carter uh, signed that bill?
3: Yeah, because, see, Billy Billy helped us out. Yeah, Remember, Billy had yeah, Billy, Bill, beer. Billy beer. Billy beer, that's right. Did you ever drink any of that? Oh, are you kidding? I still got the can. <laughs> no, really? Was it any good? No, of course not. <laughs> but I still have the can. Was your first brew better than that? Oh, by far. Nice. <laughs> that's
0: good. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I'd love to see a can of Billy beer. you got to bring that next time. I want to see a can of oh, Billy
3: beer. Oh, you want beer. one of those? Yeah, I'd, I'd love, love to, to see beer. that. <laughs> Billy's pitch is right on it. Is that right?
1: <laughs> it's right there. Good old Bill. <laughs> so there had to be the big boom then and uh, you know, all of a sudden people could do it legally and uh, you know, the doors right. And opened the, the right doors up.
3: opened up and then and then people started thinking, Well, if we can make beer, yeah. why can't we make beer at a place where we can sell it? Sure. And that's when the idea of the brew cup came in. Okay. You know, it's kinda of funny. Even before that occurred, and this is the honest to goodness truth. Yeah. It was about oh, that's well, right before I got married. It was about 76. And so, um, you know, guy at the store, I remember I mentioned Evo Gardella. Uh-huh. He, he said to me, he says, he says, what could you do right now to make a lot of money? I says, you know what? I says, you could open up a place and you could brew the beer there and you could sell it right there on the spot. <laughs> I says, or you could go on TV And become a TV evangelist and then take all the people's money. (laughs) Both good ideas, yeah. Both worked. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. You should have gone out and done either one. (laughs) Or both. Yeah,
1: or both. You know? It's so funny that those are crazy ideas that, uh, it's always the crazy ones. That's what I keep telling myself. It's always the crazy ideas, (laughs) JP. Keep doing it. Yeah, I gotta say, Homer, I could talk to you about the history of this stuff all day long. This is—it's really fascinating to me. Um, But I know people want to talk about beer too. And uh, and while we got you here, since you love brewing the porters and the stouts, uh, let's let's kind of segue into that a little bit. I got another. Let me give you a quick one. I got a quick hello from um, another another fan of yours that you've helped out through the years. So let me play that for you. And I got a couple more throughout the show, but we'll give you one of the short ones right here. Hang on, just a sec.
8: Hey, Homer, Arnie here from Marin Brewing Company. Thanks for all your help and uh, advice over the years, and uh, keep on rocking. We love you, man.
1: There you go. Just a quick one from Arnie. Just wanted to drop a hello oh, to you. Oh, another great
8: yeah. guy.
3: Yeah. No. yeah. Now, yeah, he so, must have been through the shop a few times. Oh, yeah. He's been through the shop a number of times, and, uh, I mean, he's over there brewing great beer at uh, Marin. Yeah. I mean. He's nothing, a good brewer. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, I keep saying there's always nothing like that Tam Pale Ale, you know. Yeah,
1: that's a nice one. Good seller for them, too. Mm-hmm. They can't keep that in stock. Uh, last one that I had from him that I thought was real unique, I only, it was only at the pub I think, uh, was his quad. He had a quad oh, yeah. on tap. Wow. Beat the hell out of my pal at that quad. <laughs> it was fantastic. But just a big, Big beer, and uh, I, I in fact, I don't think I've ever had anything like it before or since
4: that beer. Yeah, Arnie's actually also he makes uh he makes cheese and uh, does he really and uh, sausage? He'll like you know he'll see why didn't he, he tell me all that when he yeah. comes in here for his interviews? Makes and wine also. He makes wine. No he makes other things you're not supposed to make at home. yeah <laughs> <laughs> I mean, uh, yeah, Homer doesn't do that. And neither does cheese Doc.
2: That That's <laughs> against the law. No, 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 we just
4: talk about it on the radio, <laughs> sort of.
1: All right, so. I want to talk Porter's and Stout you. Why are those your favorite beers? Why do you like those so much?
3: Uh, kind of rich, robust, you know, a lot of flavor. Okay. Um, uh, I've always liked Guinness because, actually, uh, Guinness even settles your stomach. Yeah. I mean, it's uh, prescribed for mothers that are nursing. That's right. I you read know. that. Oh, yeah. Which I think is pretty fascinating mm-hmm. in itself. It's yeah. like
1: its
4: own milk of magnesia. Yeah. Yeah, but what is it, really, <laughs> that does it? Yeah. Is it I a marketing know. thing? <laughs> Why does is it? Sell- does, it sell- does it really settle?
2: Is it like that?
4: I think it does settle. Okay. Oh, yeah. Well, So you have to you believe. Uh, yeah. You know what? I'm actually finding out that, that, that Homer's Chardonnay is very settling right now. <laughs> I'll tell you what. It's a fantastic <laughs> Chardonnay, isn't it? <laughs> it's a fantastic Chardonnay. This is yeah. the best wine I've ever had. <laughs> Thanks, Homer. No, no. It's very oh, nice. Oh, certainly will.
1: <laughs> Uh, all right, so you just kind of like the uh, sort of the robustness. When did you brew your first one? Uh, how long were you been brewing before you got a porter? First porter. Well,
3: yeah. I brewed the first porter. I say in about oh seventy two. You did okay. Mm-hmm.
1: So you've been brewing for a little while at that point. Oh yeah. Point.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: All right, and uh, were all the ingredients available uh, before then to, to brew porters, or, or that's why?
3: Well, the ingredients were available. Some of them. Okay. But uh, it was easy at that point in time to get like uh, Fuggles and Golding's hops. Oh, it was? Right. Okay. But uh, see, the other hops really hadn't came out yet that you find today that most people are using. You know, like uh, the ones that you just mentioned that uh, you guys did that special beer with the brewery with, uh, Summit Hops, you know.
4: What about specialty malts? Were they available at all? Like roasted malts? Right. We could get a whole specialty malts
3: at that time. You yeah. could? Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right, well why don't you tell us but about it? But there weren't it? that many specialty molds. Yeah. You know, because um you know, like now we have such a wide array of uh different degrees of crystal mold as far as Levy bond is concerned. Yeah. You know, and uh that didn't exist then.
1: What what that came what did for crystals back then? Just a couple Pretty different ones. Pretty much
3: what they said they would you you see all the old recipes they say uh Half ounce of crystal malt or half uh, pound of crystal malt, and that was it. it never yeah. says, never says any, you know, like ten levy bond or tw- color, and right? Pretty much. Okay. What existed then was about forty levy bond. I see. And so, categorically, straight across the board, whenever you seen crystal malt in a recipe like that, yeah, you could pretty much say, well, it's forty levy bond crystal. Malt.
1: Sure. Yeah. It just was always the same. Yeah. Oh, that's interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, t- see, I think I'll tell you what. We're so spoiled now. I mean, me getting into home brewing so late now, I, I can I can pick any commercial beer I want and I can brew it at home. Well, m- maybe not me personally, but uh, <laughs> hy- hypothetically, well, you, you can brew it, but yeah, it won't turn out sure. properly. Hypothetically, I could brew any commercial b- a beer. A person could. Yeah, Homer, I got to hang out at this shop with you a little more so you can help my beer out. Uh, but th- I think it's we're really spoiled that uh, hypothetically I could brew any commercial beer. I, I dreamt of.
3: Oh, definitely spoiled. I mean, not only just um, ingredients wise, but equipment wise.
1: Yeah. Oh, sure.
3: You know, when you stop and you think about it, what did you mention? The conical fermenter earlier. Yeah. Yeah. Who, I mean, who had that? Yeah, ten yeah. years ago, who had that?
1: Yeah, absolutely. You know? even, On a homebrew level, ten years ago. it yeah. is amazing. Right. And I've got, uh, uh, I've got uh, insulated mash tun and right. uh, uh, standalone burners, and just the whole uh,
3: right. And you mentioned that insulated mash tun. The most important thing is when you're mashing beer is to keep the right temperatures. Sure. You know, if you don't keep the right temperatures, you're not going to get the same taste and flavor every time. Yeah. And that's why it's so important to keep good notes. That's right. Because if you don't keep those good notes, you're not going to be able to figure out exactly what you did to make the beer right the first time or the, the, what mistakes you made.
1: Yeah. yeah. That, a, a great point. Do you use ProMash or any of those programs to keep notes, or do you just do good old paper notes?
3: Uh, paper notes.
1: You do? Okay.
3: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do
1: you have some giant book of recipes that you've had for your whole career?
3: I have some of those, but okay. then also I started putting them into the computer, too. Okay you know, which makes it a heck of a lot easier yeah yeah
1: well can do you have a, a porter in particular that we could talk about to use an exa- um, as an example
3: I didn't bring a recipe for you. Okay. I should have brought you a recipe. That would have helped, huh?
1: Yeah, that's all right. <laughs> you must have something floating nah. around in your head there. Even if There's we a talk lot of things floating uh, in.
3: That's part of the problem. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, even if we could talk about some mash temps for people because, uh, you know, different styles of beer, like different mash temps. Oh, yeah. You know, so if we can talk about some things like that that you like to do for porters, yeah. that'll help people out.
3: Well, oftentimes, uh, if I'm making, you know, a very, um, I'd say like a dry... You know, dryer-style porter, not a not a robust porter, but more of a brown porter. Okay. You know, I might mash it at about uh, 152. Okay. You know. Now, if I were going to make a robust porter and I did want a little bit more of that dextrin content to come out, then I might kick that uh, up to about 156. Really? Right. And that way I'm going to get a little bit more of that fullness on the palate. Okay. Uh, I won't get as much. Well, then I just use more grain to yeah. achieve more alcohol. Okay. But then, too, you can also vary the yeast now. See, that's the trick. See, now you can vary the yeast. You can use different yeast to be able to uh, give you different characteristics in it. You know, if I'm making more of um, porter, more along the lines of, uh, oh, like an anchor, anchor Porter.
1: Yeah, good beer.
3: You know, which I love. I think Anchor Porter is one of the best beers. Okay. Uh, I will use something more like a um an English ale yeast. Okay. You know, because I want a little bit more of that uh, creaminess in that beer. Yeah. You know, because that beer itself is actually a little bit more characteristic. It's a cross between a robust porter and a uh, more of a brown porter.
1: Okay. You know,
3: and, um, and so I want a little bit more creaminess and also, uh, varying the different, um, crystal malt I might use in it. Sure. You know, I might kick something in like, uh, 80 Levy Bond crystal malt to give you more of that, uh, that caramel flavor and taste in it.
4: Yeah, it, it seems w- like Anchor Porter is not so roasty. It's like what That's you're right. talking about. There's more of a sweetness lingering. Not so. Uh, it's not so roasty in your face. But yeah. you get
0: that kind of astringent, that that uh, that grain, that uh, you know, patent kind of thing in the back end sometimes. Yeah.
3: That's right. You 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 it's, won't get it's that, very balanced. that that real that you don't get that burnt flavor. Mm-mm. You know that that burnt in of that black patent malt. It's now probably that's as close. A,
4: I'm sorry. It's, it's probably as close as you get to an English porter right now in terms of craft brew than a lot of beers porter out any. there. Yeah. yeah. So
0: you got a German guy making English porter in America. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta love
4: it. That's not bad
1: at all. Yeah, actually, it's pretty good. The astringency part is a, I think, a difficult part for me, uh, and it's a tough balance to get to because too much astringency obviously can really ruin a beer and kind of make it too chalky. So how do you how do you get a nice balance of of where you you want the roastiness there? You you want some of that, but it it can't be overpowering. It'll ruin the whole experience.
3: Well, the roastiness you're going to get in that porter is oftentimes uh, that chocolate malt. Okay. You know, and uh, and that's where you're going to get some of that. that That's where you're going to get that roasted character from. All right. But you you really don't want to kick in, really. I don't like to kick in any black patent. You know, sometimes maybe just a touch to aid in the clarification, but
1: very little. So most of your color is from the crystals that you're talking about. Well,
3: the crystal and the chocolate. And the chocolate, Mm -hmm. okay. Oh, yeah.
1: Now, will you use a variety of the different crystal malts, or will you stick with just one, the different lava bonds?
3: Well, in that porter... I'll oftentimes just stick with one.
0: Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. You're yeah. making me thirsty for a porter, man. I know. It
4: doesn't sound good. Yeah. Yeah. Chad, can you get us a six pack of the
0: Anchor Porter yeah, right now? Porter. Now, Stat. Hey, Chad, produce something. Get Shadow Produce some porter yeah. in a glass. Produce a <laughs> quenching thing for my thirst.
4: <laughs> Mortar, if you talk more about, or Homer, if you talk more about this, I'm going <laughs> to. That's what. Don't worry, Homer. That's what Chad's here for. That's what we do. Oh, he's here to get yeah, porter. You need anything? You
1: just yell, hey, Shet. <laughs> get it. That's all you got to do. You don't even have to say, please. That's yeah. his job.
4: Oh, he's a nice guy. <laughs> yeah, if you're looking for the recipe you made in 1978, if you're a porter, he'll you get it now. <laughs> you want Stop. Chad
1: to go to your house and get your recipe book right now, you just say the word. You <laughs> might have to fight my
4: wife off. <laughs> and he'll do that. <laughs> he will and do. lose. <laughs> all right,
1: let me ask you a couple questions that I had come through uh, from the chat room to you. And... Uh, I think one of these, uh, he might have been talking, you and I, uh, we, we discussed just briefly at the break. He might have been talking about with a sweet stout. One of our mm-hmm. listeners was asking, how do you get a, a huge caramel malt aroma in stouts? So he wanted that kind of sweet caramel aroma. And what could he do to get, uh, that out of a,
3: uh, well, Rogue is one of the ones that really heavy loads with, uh, crystal malt. Okay. Which is caramel malt. You know, and, um, he could kick in, you know, like, oh, uh, Maybe an eighty levy bond. Wow, you know crystal. Okay, specifically and that uh,
0: that question. He was trying to make the uh, the old Rasputin from North Coast. Ah, I tried and, to clone he, that. and
3: yeah, and he so he cloned
0: it. It was uh, Haggerty actually, okay. and he cloned it. And they taste. He tasted it side by side, and they tasted similar, but it had this huge caramel nose to it mm-hmm. that he he just can't match. Mm-hmm. And he just has no idea how.
1: I see. So you think maybe a big crystal like that, right. like an 80, mm-hmm. 80 L crystal, but quite a bit. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Now, does something like that also add that astringency I was oh, kind of no, no, talking no, about? No, no, it
3: won't no. do that? That's not going to add astringency. Okay. No, no, no. And it also, his mash temperature. Okay. You know, the question is, what is his mash temperature? Yeah. You know. And that would be another thing to know also what his mash temperature Th- that'll is. That'll help with the aroma, too? That'll help with the aroma also. Really? Yeah.
1: Even in the mash? Okay. Mm-hmm. Now, some people will mash as low as like 148 even. Is that is that well, that's, too much?
3: Well, that's the, the hot thing today is to mash at those low temperatures to uh, produce all the alcohol that you can in the beer. Yeah. You know, get that up there. Right. You know, and that seems to be everybody's making big beers. Sure. And if you're going to make a big beer like that, and you're going to mash at that uh, low temperature.
1: Yeah. Roger know, doesn't know anything
7: about that. Big beers, know, nothing.
3: <laughs> I mean, you, just like Roger said, though, yeah, about the big beer. Yeah. You know, you you got to pitch with a higher yeast content. Okay. You know, you got to uh, you got to really aerate it. You know, if it's not aerated good, you're not going to get it to attenuate down all the way.
11: Yeah.
7: Yeah, I would, so, I would uh, actually, you know, mash it like 155 one to 180, 158. Really? And uh, I wouldn't be, yeah, I wouldn't be scared to use like almost up to 10% of the crystal malt
3: on your malt bill.
1: Okay. Mm-hmm. Way up there, too. 158, that's a that's a hot mash, right. isn't cause it? Because
3: that's going to give you more. It's going to give you more body. More body, more dextrins. I see. Mm-hmm. Okay. And also, by getting more body, more dextrins, that's going to give you more of that nose of that uh, caramel malt.
7: Okay. Yeah.
1: Oh, that's fantastic tips right there. Yours, hey, what was the um, expedition? What kind of beer would you even call that your expedition that you guys did?
7: That's an American style red, something along the lines of like maybe an Arrogant Bastard. Because it's a big beer, isn't it? Yeah, it's like seven percent. It's like an IPA, but uh, it's hop like an IPA. I should say. Yeah and yet it's got the the crystal malt and everything to to look like an amber.
3: Come on, tell them the story how that beer came about.
7: Expedition, I, actually, is that, that's a Lind beer, right? You probably know the story better than I do.
3: Well, tell us that story, Homer. What do you know about that beer? I know nothing.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, you can't put it out there and take it away, Homer. <laughs>
0: you're like my girlfriend, was, if I had one. It's yeah. a great beer.
3: It's a great beer.
0: That's your story, and you're sticking to it.
3: It <laughs> was a mistake by the lake.
7: It was? Oh, yeah. Oh. Yeah. When it was first brewed, it was a mistake. I Mm -hmm. see. Was it supposed to be the IPA and he actually put in a...
3: No, uh, well, what happened was he started it the day before, you know grain bill ready and everything, and then went back the next day and did the exact same thing. So it was a double batch. Oh, oh I see. Nice.
1: And he said, ah, well, just make hey, a beer out of it. Made
3: the beer, tasted it. Hey, great beer.
1: <laughs> hey, some of the best beers have got had to have been mistakes, you know. <gasps> People just come across. Take Sully's uh, 2-1A IPA, for example.
3: Yeah,
0: it's still a mistake. Still that was a mistake. <laughs> not a mistake.
4: <laughs> but I have made mistakes. <laughs> Successful mistakes. I've, I've made yeah, a few that's right. Being uh, on the show was a mistake, <laughs> and it's turned into a career. All right. How about this one? Here's another question that came through from the chat
1: room. Um, someone wants to know uh, the difference between flaked and rolled oats, and I don't know the difference between these two. That's for sure. Right.
3: Well, there's actually three different oats. There's one still cut, which looks like millet, and then there's uh, the flake one, which looks like, or the rolled one, which looks like a oatmeal. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then you have the flake one, which looks like. The oatmeal also, yeah. but it's more puffed up okay. and a little bit bigger flake.
1: So using like them, Sean. Th- is there a difference in how we <laughs> use them in beer? Oh
3: no, you still use them in the mash the same way.
1: And they don't. And do they have different characteristics? Say each one will give you a little
3: bit different characteristics.
1: They will. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so
3: uh, so say for you know
1: a, a stout uh, or, or a porter, would would we prefer one version over another?
3: Well, I used to prefer in stouts of steel cut oats. You did? Really? Yeah. I, for, to me, it gave me a little bit smoother flavor in the beer. It didn't give me that. um that sort of starchy, uh, almost... Um,
0: like the oily kind of...
3: Right, yeah. It's that starchy, that starchy uh, almost flavor on the palate that you'll get sometimes huh. you know, from the uh, from the uh, uh, road oats. And you just put the steel cut right in the mesh. That's right. Don't treat it or... Mm-mm. No, it will go right in.
1: Can you get all these different varieties at, at Oak Barrel? Can you just oh, ask... Yeah. You can add, go in and ask for the steel mm-hmm. cut and, mm-hmm. uh, and you get any one of them? Mm-hmm. Okay. How about that? The more same with you guys? No,
0: no, we only have the uh, the uh, roll uh, flaked. You see how Homer just won up to you? Yeah, you see that? Well,
4: hey man, he's been doing it for a long. Time. <laughs> Chris Graham is at home right now. He's he listening to that. every show. He's like taking. He's yeah. like, he's like, quick, get on the phone, get police a in here. No, I, his
1: notes went like, okay, JP's fired tomorrow. <laughs> Good. Maybe I'll open my bar. Maybe I'll take a cue from. Uh, no, no, no. You haven't done it right yet. You got to get married yet. first. Oh, Judge and Mathis uh, is on it too. No. Good. <laughs> I'd I'd love to see JP and uh,
4: Roger just hanging out on the couch watching. Court TV and, and in our pants Yeah <laughs> Moon, Mooning each other To get a beer I, yeah. I'm getting text messages All the time now From Roger Hey what are you doing What are you doing What are you doing right now Want to play some golf Want to go to an A's oh, game Oh Roger You're so bored Aren't
1: you You're just dying over there He's Struggling Look at him
5: You know though After talking to Sully My favorite text was "Uh, get I just roasted a brisket For 24 hours Are you going to stop by? Uh, yes. Not only did I roast the brisket for
1: 24 hours, I've been watching it all 24 hours. Hasn't moved. (laughs) It's gotten smaller, but...
5: It's going to be awesome.
1: Now, we're going to have to talk barbecue with you here soon, too, Homer. Oh, Oh, you're in trouble
3: now. Don't uh,
1: don't forget about that. How about another tribute I found for you? Uh, Like I said, everyone was really wanting to let you know how they felt about you and and what you've done and and let the other listeners know about you, too. So uh, here's another one. Hang in there, and I'll get it going for you.
8: Hi, Homer. This is Alec Moss from Half Moon Bay Brewing Company, and I just want to be among those thanking you for being a great friend to the brewing communities, both amateur and professional. And also, many thanks for all those
3: great barbecues. You're the man. Yeah, see another barbecue reference to you. Yeah, that's another good man. Yeah, there's too many good men in this industry. <laughs> that's the killer part. Now you've
1: seen these guys grow up and become professionals. Oh so, yeah. Uh, oh yeah. I think that's it's got to be exciting for I you mean, to he see. He was
3: he was at Golden Pacific in Berkeley and uh, Emeryville for years. Is that right? Oh yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Before he went down to a Redbird.
1: It's got to be fun to see them kind of come through there, and uh, then you get to drink their beers as professionals.
3: All making good beer, that's right.
1: Did you ever have Sully's Homebrew? before his, Sean's uh, homebrew there before? I surely did. Yeah, I tell sure me did.
3: about oh. that. Ah, I yeah, about. Remembers oh. it fondly. Yeah, tell me Remember about that. Uh, Remember that
1: check I gave you? <laughs> <laughs> that check. Come on, give us some dirt on Sully's homebrew.
3: No, like everybody else, he had to go through stages of learning. <laughs> that's you know? a good and, uh, way out of it, too, no, man. No, 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 no. That's not, I'm not,
4: I'm not. <laughs> you know, Homer's I'll like Yoda. I'll take my lumps, since right. I'm fine you know, with it. I'll
3: that. tell you the truth. No, he, um, no, he took, he went through steps. Yeah. And, and then once he made that move, Look now, yeah, that's what counts. Now, now if he doesn't brew. Now when... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Now if, yo, he supervises. Yeah. Now supervises. Now he hangs out in Portland. Supervises. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Now when he was about to make his move, you know, into into the pro world, mm-hmm. and you were drinking his homebrew right about that time, did you ever think, hey, maybe you're not well, ready
3: yet? It's like, ah, oh, maybe you want to so wait another year. Uh, I got what, this location. The at honest, five, six, honest three, the six, the truth is, <laughs> no, I thought he was ready. Is that right? Okay. Yeah, really? And I and you know what happens is is that it's not until you're tested that it makes you a better man sure and so after he was tested in that regard yeah it made him a better man. Ah, there you, you go. You know, go it out. made him. It made him, No, well, seriously. Well, well, <laughs> I. You know, you, you, times they've changed. You, have you
0: read right.
4: that just
3: like I
0: wrote it to you. <laughs> no but
2: problem.
0: No, no, but seriously, Sean's going to go play this for Nico.
2: <laughs> <laughs> See, I, I
0: it am worth it. Yeah, give me half. Please. But honestly, you you do
4: start off uh, as a home brewer, and you just don't open your own place unless you have a million dollars, <laughs> like Roger. Uh, like but, Roger uh, does. But you do you do work your way up through you know the process. And you start off as an assistant brewer, and you know there's a lot of of the podcasters and listeners right now probably who are are pro brewers and have doing the same thing that I've done, and so there's one time that you you know and then you make the crossover and you do it professionally, yeah, and uh, that's all I have to say. That's a good
1: story. Now, are there any? You don't have to. You don't have to name. And <laughs> that names. I was saying. <laughs> You don't have to name any names, but are there any pro-brewers oh, yeah. yeah, now does. that came through and uh, you kind of thought, hey, listen, this business isn't for you? <laughs> like, you tasted their beer and you kind of
4: thought, Homer, you or- and I have, you and I, mean, I don't mean to cut you off, but why not? Uh, <laughs> I, you and I have been to a couple of openings, one in particular down the street of uh, somebody who opened up a place, and it was like, uh, what's he
3: doing? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, we have. Yeah. You know, and. and Is he still around that no, no, they're not still around. Yeah. They're gone. the so that's Survival of the fittest, man. Yeah, you know, I mean, there's been a couple places, you know, where that. Uh, uh,
4: uh, Albany Brewing Company. Albany, right, yeah, Albany Brewing yeah. Company. Yeah, yeah.
3: Yeah, he, the guy, we walked in there and we tasted the beer. We had,
4: he had a big, not to step on your story, but why not? Yeah, you um, are.
3: Start, leave, let him tell the story. Yeah. Okay, tell the story. No, 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 go right ahead. Go right
4: no, ahead. I was going to say, we all were there for the opening party and all that, and it was like. <laughs> hey. It was bad, huh? Oh,
3: yeah. Well, we looked at each other and said. This isn't gonna last, <laughs> and then we start taking bets as to how long it was gonna last. Oh, nice, nice. Ooh, Deadpool. And the yeah. poor guy, the yeah. poor guy was gone in like four months. Oh, yeah, wow. yeah, it was
4: bad. It was uh, it was really a bad situation. Yeah. I remember Nico and I were in there and we ordered the stout and we tasted the stout and then uh, we we couldn't drink it. It was putrid. Oh. I mean, un- I mean, like you would die from it if you thought about it. <laughs> wow. And then uh, the you owner couldn't say it ain't gonna hurt you. The owner, the owner came out and ordered from the bartender right there. He was working in the back. He said, Oh. Can I get one of those stouts there? And I was like, Good uh, Jesus Christ
2: <laughs> <laughs> Save
4: this man.
0: <laughs> Throw him a rope or a can of two one A IPA. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: They, so, so you've well. had some people come through that you thought maybe this isn't your line of work.
3: Oh, there's yeah, there's been a few. I yeah. mean there's been a few shady operations also that you <laughs> seen come and go. Yeah. You know, and uh, we could name those, but we won't. (laughs) Sure, I'm sure they were selling something else. It wasn't necessarily beer. All right,
2: but we won't get into that
3: though. Now, how about Rogers
1: Homebrew? You ever had that? You know, I've never had any of Rogers no, homebrew. No? I've never had any Rogers homebrew either. So uh,
7: no. I don't homebrew. I work he at Drake's. He works at Drake's too. You better start homebrewing yeah. now. Between You're gonna Judge Judy yeah. and mashing yeah. in, you want to come over and brew with me, Roger? Might as well. I, my <laughs> free beer's been cut off. There's he, no cans available, apparently, so Claudia can't bring it. <laughs> oh, home. he can
3: come down to the shop and brew. <laughs>
0: there you
7: go. He, used,
3: he used to work That'd at Drake's. Give something to do. Yeah. He used to
0: work at Drake's. Now he works the TiVo at home. <laughs> hey, maybe Can't afford the TiVo. Maybe he could sweep
3: that floor for you, Homer. no, no. No, no. We want to come down and brew. <laughs> We're not stupid. Yeah. Yeah.
0: He's not taking my job. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, Looking out for Homer. <laughs> In 35 years, of will be Roger sitting here. Yeah. I still sweep the floor. <laughs>
4: <laughs> Claudia still brings home the bacon. <laughs> oh,
1: I love it. Roger, you know you're going to be the butt of our jokes for a long time coming, right?
0: That's probably why we won't see me for a long time. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to go dark. <laughs> Roger who? He's known by Sam. Going
7: underground. <laughs> <laughs>
1: All right, we're going to take another quick break. When we come back, we're going to wrap up Porters and Stouts with Homer, and uh, then we'll do some barbecue too, and we'll let this man get out of here. He's a he's a busy guy, he's got a family at home, so we'll uh try to wrap up the interview. If you got any questions, get them in now. It's 888-401 beer. You could also uh join us in the chat room, and that's a good way to get your questions through. Stephanie's hanging out in there and getting everything over to me. So, uh short time left with Homer. Get everything in that you want to ask uh, about anything. I think the man's got some knowledge rolling around in there, so we'll get it to uh, get it to you. Hang in there. We'll be right back. You're listening to the Brewcasters. the Brewcasters on the Brewing Network.
9: Well, you said you found my letters in a box in your closet. You thought it was odd. How
2: Inside of my chimney and those things, those things that haunted
9: my dreams. I brought all I could bring, I sang all I could sing and that ring, that ring, that god awful ring, it's a cheap metal or a hole. It turned my finger green and they say talk is cheap, but sure words cost me quite a bit. If you want my advice, I'd be glad to give you it. You go play out on the freeway or go jump off a cliff. Just get away from me, psycho bitch. My memories of you are too awful to be true. I saw my future, I didn't see you. I'm doing fine, doing great, just learning from my mistakes. I'm too busy to learn Care how you've been. Well, it's clear as can be. It's as bad as it seems. You're a liar, a thief, a rotten human being. And it must suck to have to live inside those shoes with every chance to win. Still, you're determined to lose. Like well, a care
6: the ultimate home Brewing show where today's topic is dark beer but first let's go to the phones who are we talking to
7: jamel
9: jamel zanishev
6: what can we do for you jamel
9: what were you guys saying about dark beer
6: all dark beer is really strong and bitter Well, you guys might want to look for a new source of brewing knowledge. We're using Poor Harold's Almanac, 1947. You know of something better. Brewing Classic Styles by Jamil Zanishef and John Palmer. 80 award-winning recipes and how to brew them by the number one names in home brewing.
11: Extract, partial mash, all grain. We cover it all.
6: Reserve your copy today at the Brewing Network store. I will find one just for you. Visit thebrewingnetwork.com for more details on Brewing Classic Styles, the homebrew
11: book of the year. So, do you cover Bach beer in there? You betcha. Because I've been saving all the sludge from my fermenter so I can make some real soon. Oh man, you really need
9: this book.
6: Order your copy
11: today.
9: Visit thebrewingnetwork.com, the official broadcaster of the Great American Beer Festival. Much better than a woman. I'll tell you why I'm right. A beer will not get mad if I stay out and drink all night. A beer will go down easy. A beer is always wet. Do I want a wife? No thanks. Another beer? You bet. A beer won't fake a headache. A beer won't tell me stop. A beer will not get angry when I take off its top A beer won't call me selfish A beer will understand If one night I prefer to have it in the can I love my beer Let it be said I guarantee if you pour it right You'll always get good head I love my beer Just toss it out A beer's much better than a woman Now this is understood You don't have to wash a beer To make it taste real good A beer won't get premenstrual Each month of the year And I won't pay alimony if I decide to dump my beer. I still drink beer. I'll never quit. When a beer is getting pissed, it'll never throw a fit. Is that beer cold? Hell, I don't mind. A frigid beer is the best kind. good head. I love my beer. There is no doubt. If beer goes flat, just toss it out. If beer goes flat, just toss it out. Now give me another beer, baby, and shut up.
4: Hi, I'm Sean O'Sullivan, the brewmaster and co-founder of the 21st Amendment Brewery and Restaurant in San Francisco. Six years ago, Nico Frecci and I opened the 21st Amendment on 2nd Street with the intent of bringing back the local neighborhood brew pub. Well, the neighborhood has really changed over the years, but the 21st Amendment still remains a great place for people to meet over a terrific meal and a tasty pint of beer. In the past, the only way you could enjoy the 21st Amendment's handcrafted beers was at the brew pub. Well, all that has changed. Now, the 21st Amendment beers are available in cans. That's right, cans. When was the last time you had a great beer in a can? Well, that day has come. We're offering our world-famous watermelon wheat and 21A IPA in cans. Cans are a better package than glass because cans keep the beer fresher, longer, but you can also take cans to places where bottles can't go, like the beach, lake, golf courses, and sporting events. So join us in the revolution to take back the can from the big breweries and crack open a cold 21A craft beer in a can. The 21st Amendment, 563 2nd Street in San Francisco,
0: just two blocks from Giant. Park. Wait till you can pour it out of your own kegerator. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, your friends will look at you with awe. And That's it's suck. just hot. It is.
5: It's so super hot. <laughs> <laughs> the,
0: the,
6: yeah. the home of live beer radio. The because like beer, radio shouldn't suck. You're listening.
1: Back, with the great Homer Smith from Oak Barrel. You can go to oakbarrel.com and check out the place of uh, business for Homer. He's been there, and they've been there for I think it says what does it say? 45 years now? 50 years. 50, so 50 years. years
3: in um, May of this month. May of this year. Good lord, that's mm-hmm.
1: that's older than Sully even. Barely. Uh,
4: Barely.
3: Dinosaur.
4: Just over. I was born about a week after they opened. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I crapped myself, and I said, this will be a success. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, and you were right. I
1: guess the next time Sully craps himself, bet on that. Listen <laughs> up, kids. <laughs> <next time. laughs> and I've been eating bran. Start placing your butts. <laughs> yeah. Hey, uh, Roger's going to Vegas tomorrow. Maybe you ought to crap yourself for him. Uh, no. No. <laughs> <laughs> so we are hanging out with Homer, oakbarrel.com, uh, or you can just click on the link right there on our homepage and that will take you there and uh, all your all your ne- uh Mail order shipping as well? Oh, yeah. You do all that. Okay. Oh, yeah. And you can get your wine needs uh, filled there and beer and everything else. Uh, I'm yet to see the showroom, to be honest. I've never been down there. Well, you ought to come
3: or. by and have a drink. Yeah, i got to go. have a l- I hear that you guys get drunk at the end of every month. Uh, someone said that, but don't uh, hope me to.
0: <laughs> someone who's a very handsome and smart man said that once, and I don't know who that was. No, I'd love to. Sully? I'd love to come. No. <laughs> I,
3: don't think-
1: I-, I think Please. you're the only person in this room that um, would have thought he was talking about Sully. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Were you, yeah, so,
2: yeah, when I'm sorry. I, further
0: further proof that Stephanie is drunk of the week. <laughs> I'm sorry, I nodded off there. <laughs> Are you talking
4: about me?
1: Was my girlfriend talking so again?
4: Handsome. Oh, you too.
1: <laughs> Even Sully is sickened. <laughs> I
7: think I just internally
1: hurled. Melt <laughs> down. I just, just threw up a little in my mouth. <laughs> no, I do got to come down and look at the shop there, Homer. It's a great plug for your shop we just did, by the way, well, with all of that Well, you're mess. more than
3: welcome. <laughs> we, we can, can th- even have a drink when you get there. We
1: can't Ooh. see I'd love it. Th- now, I'm telling you, do you have some of your homebrew at the shop there
3: on hand? No, actually, I don't. Actually, Bob's been making quite a bit of beer around here lately. Yeah. And uh, Bob's been doing an excellent job. Okay. And so there will be beer on tap. Now, you're a busy guy. How often do you get to homebrew nowadays? That's not a question to ask a guy in the beer business.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> I but bet he has you, a lot of good wine there. I actually. would bet that I'd be more ashamed of my answer than you could be of yours. Uh, once you're in the business, it's tough. You get you get very busy. you got a lot of things to do, especially because you're a wine guy, too. I mean, Sully, he never gets to brew. Oh, not at all. Busy guy. <laughs> but he does
3: wine a lot. Oh! <laughs> oh. <laughs> KP, <laughs>
2: Why?
3: When's the last time you brewed? Last time I brewed, <laughs> I say um Probably half a half year ago. Is that right? Yes. That it's not as so open
1: now. JP won't brew for another half year. Nope. It's too it's too hot for JP. It's September. He only brews when it's 68 degrees outside yeah. and there's a cool, a cool northwesterly wind yeah. of 12 miles per hour. Yeah. Like, his conditions have to be right for JP. Like yeah. those fruit puncher on was huh? Yeah. He <laughs> <laughs> likes that, yeah. <laughs> All right, another question that came through from the chat room for you. 888-401-BEER, that's our number, and also you can join uh, Stephanie in the chat there and and, uh, pass your questions along that way. This person says, Homer, I've been playing with oatmeal stout. Should I start with oat malt and rolled oats and toast them to get the equivalent of roasted barley? He wants to know if that's what he should do to get that roasted barley. What do you think, Homer?
3: Well, I think that's an interesting one.
1: Yeah? Is that, is that complicated? It's something that
3: I wouldn't do. Wait, can you repeat the question?
1: Sure. Yeah, this is a person who says, um, I've been playing with his oatmeal stout. He says, uh, should I start with oatmeal and, uh, sorry, oat malt, oat malt and rolled oats and toast them? To get the equivalent of roasted barley,
0: oat malt. Would that be like uh, the steel cut you are talking about, Homer?
3: No, that's not steel cut oats. I think he's talking about oat malt, which I've never seen before in my life. Is that right? No, no, that's uh, so. It pretty
0: much doesn't exist, I think, right. at
3: this point. And that's why I said that that's that. an interesting question. That does make I, it interesting, it,
0: doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's from the planet Xenon. You see, we have the oat malt, You don't
3: have that,
1: yeah, Homer. We have listeners everywhere, so uh, you got to be ready for like questions from Mars.
3: Uh, that that one that one's a unique one. <laughs> <laughs>
0: so he's toasting it to get the roasted he he
1: to, i mean couldn't you just use roasted barley then like if he's yeah. if that's what he's trying, to, trying get, to
3: get if he's trying to get roasted barley then he then should maybe just, just use the barley just but, use it. but you know oftentimes we get questions like that in the store okay but no, it's no. not until How do you uh,
4: answer those questions by the way do you like well, the grid and nod
3: no 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 <laughs> what well, then if you can really get it out of the person exactly what they're talking about. Because here we have no idea. Yeah. Does is, does an oat malt exist? Yeah. I don't know. I've never <laughs> heard of it. <that. laughs> the answer is no. You know, right. And so... I love... It's like a
4: it's like a it, philosophical question. That's correct.
1: Well, he maybe he just has the name wrong, though, too. I mean, let's be... Yeah. Uh, it's fun, yeah. definitely, to call him from Mars. But he probably has... <laughs> Uh, <laughs> he probably has some something that is real in mind, and right. he just got the name right. of it wrong or something. And I, I, I can't. If if you're still in the chat room, person who asked that question, and you want to clarify what yeah, kind
4: of malt him. you're speaking about. Well, it sounds like and, they might be playing with a little bit like like roasting your own malts in some ways, which I think sure. is kind of fun. Yeah,
0: but right. but if if he has two different kinds of oats, and one he's just assuming is oat malt. Or if, does he have the malt part? You know what I mean. Which part of the oat malt does he have incorrect? Uh, I definitely would like to find that. I out. I don't Declare, know what you just De- said. Yeah, I don't either. But there is no, <laughs> no such thing as oat malt. Okay. Yeah, but no. But I mean, like if, like like Jay says, he probably has the name wrong. But is he calling something oat that isn't? Like if it's just like a two row, or is it is it you know oats oat like meal. a steel cut or something oat. like that? Yeah, or something oat like meal. that. But it's not it's not whatever the rolled oats are. And you know what I mean. He's trying to toast that. And,
4: well, it's fun to um to uh to To do your own malt at home. Thank you.
0: <laughs> Thank you, Sully. <laughs> <laughs> All
1: right, let me go to the phones. Let I got go to. to the I <laughs> got. Uh, I got Bug Eater on one line. Hang in there, just a second, Bug Eater. And I got uh, Pushy Uh In fact, uh, I've, it's good that you called Push because I've got a, a good story for you. Push, how are you, my brother? Give it. I'm good. <laughs> How are you guys? We're great. I'm uh, good. What's going on with you? I've got a weird note about what's happening with you.
9: <laughs> we're uh, we're in the bathroom. All the kids are in the bathtub here. I just tuned in, and I thought, you know what? I'm at that magical moment where I'm ten minutes before I get to listen to the show by myself. Yeah. And I thought I should put your girlfriends on. I love good.
1: So I, I love coaches. Hi, girls. <laughs> They're hey, JP's you girlfriends. <laughs> want
9: to say hi to your Uncle JP and Justin.
1: You want to say hi? Oh, dear. Hi. Hi.
6: hi. Oh, that was
4: cute. Look. Oh, you're in the bathtub. There you there go. Pick. That's all. You that get. translated <laughs> to, I know what oat malt oh. is. Yeah. <laughs> Look, they know how to speak and everything. They're like yeah. real humans.
2: Well, just
9: like real humans, you know, with all the poo and the eating and all that Everything. other stuff,
1: too. Now, listen, I, I've got a good story that you and Sven will like. Uh, Give it to me. Just before the show, we're playing the 5 o'clock song, and Homer's got his, his headphones on. I had him test him to make sure the volume's right, and they're li- he's listening to the 5 o'clock song. And he pulls off his headphones, he looks at me, and he goes... Now, who laid this down? And I said, well, that's our listeners, Push and Sven, and this is one of them, Homer, right here. I said, yeah, they're listeners of ours, and uh, yeah, they wrote it all about the Brewing Network, and uh, you, you liked the song, Homer. Hey, that was great. Good job. Yeah. He's like, it's, he said, told me it sounds real clean. There you go. That's all you need. Yeah. So I thought you might like that compliment coming from Homer.
9: You have to understand the purpose of the song.
1: No, he liked it. I don't think he has to understand anything.
9: There you go. There you go. Oh, I love that. that Stop defending joke. the song. Yeah, just it's take the
4: love. It. It's all good. Whatever you say, Jay, it, fine. You're bathing your dirty children right now, and he's yeah. saying it's clean. Yes. <laughs> oh,
6: God, are they dirty,
4: too. <laughs> all right. Whoa. Well, say
1: hello to your wife for me, and uh, right, we'll, what? we'll talk to you Did soon. Did you
2: say my wife or your girlfriend? What was that? Uh, this Whoa. time I
1: said my wife. I thought it'd be nice on the air. Uh, my go. wife, there wait a, a second. Wait. All right, Push.
9: Uh, it's all gone
1: downhill. <laughs> we love right, you, brother. Bye. Cheers. <laughs> See you.
9: Have a good show. Hey, Sully, I love you.
1: <laughs> okay. One last Will, Would this be okay.
8: called the push down rather than the meltdown? <laughs> all
1: right. Let's go to Bug Eater. He's on the line, too. Bug Eater, what's happening?
8: Oh, uh, that was my question about the uh, 100% oat oatmeal stout. Oh, it was? Okay. Yeah, I was looking through the Northern Brewer site the other day and saw they had faucet oat malt. Thomas Fawcett & Sons makes it, and Northern Brewer sells it. So I was playing with the idea of, why not get some oat malt and maybe some of the uh, flaked oats and some uh, naked golden oats, which I understand is a crystal malt from oats. Okay. And then playing around with roasting different ones to get my dark malts to do an oatmeal stout.
2: Okay.
1: So Homer, here's what happened. There actually now is an oat malt on the market. He found it in the Northern Brewer Today. catalog. Um in fact, JP's got the, made it JP's catalog. got the catalog right here. He's going to look for it too. So he found this and he just was playing around with, you know, maybe I could I could roast a few different uh, oat malts to uh, to get a good oatmeal stout. So I don't I, I don't know what you think.
3: Well, that that's interesting yes. because is that the new oat malt that they're talking about um not having the, um... No, that couldn't be that. I was. gonna I'm coming up. There, there's another beer that you can make. In other words, it doesn't have the gluten's in it.
0: Oh, the gluten free. Right, the gluten free. Oh, yeah. It's not.
3: It's not a, a gluten free malt. No.
0: no have you
1: found no. it in the catalog there, oh. JP? Uh, no, but I'm looking
0: through it, and, and, and there's not. There's no description. Yeah. So maybe there are descriptions online. All right, I'm but shutting you guys down
1: now. and keeping Homer's microphone on. You guys are getting out of hand over there. What did good I do? Lord, not you. Oh, good. You don't fall into use guys. It's oh. these guys. Hey, you. It's the professionals in the room.
0: Oh. <laughs> Professional Warmer. Warmer. Yeah. Uh Well, he, I, I, I guess faucet oat malt. Here you go.
1: He, it's faucet oat malt. Let's let uh, Homer read that. A I mean, I think a bond. Uh, I, Bug Eater. I think for one, uh, we, we've we've had your beer. You're a great brewer. I think you should experiment with this stuff. It sounds like Homer's never done it. He's never even heard of the malt before. Uh, so maybe you're on to something. I don't know if he's going to be able to tell you what to do about it. You know.
8: Um, you know yeah. the, big, the big question I would have would whether. Oat Malt would have enough uh, diastatic power to convert itself.
0: I see. It sounds like it. I mean, it, nobody here knows knows about it or has ever heard, have heard about guys. it. Con- contact Northern Brewer. You know, uh, call up Chris I- or, or one of the guys up there and see you, uh, see if they have, you know, because if, if Faucet's making it, they're probably sending over a sheet on, on, on the, the breakdown and, you know, what actually is in it. They'll probably be able to tell you that. Yeah.
3: And I don't think I don't that that would be live. just looking at it. I'm, I'm I don't think that would be your base malt.
0: It'd be more like an ad, like not an adjunct, be more but like, like a specialty or a something. Specialty. Like
3: well, and that's what he was looking
0: at it
1: for anyway, because he's looking right. at it to use as his roasted uh, part of it, his his roasted malt to
0: toast. That. You know, it'd be interesting. It sounds it you sounds guys like are run- kind
1: of cool. Listen, Bug Eater, I could answer your question better than these guys right now. They're running you in circles. <laughs> I get, I you got JP that. telling you to call somebody else. Uh, yeah. Well, I don't know
0: anything about it. What am I going to do? Tell the guy something and then have, I have no turning opinion. him off,
3: too. Hey, I tell you what, Bug Eater, hey, you make it, and I'll come over and drink it with there you.
0: There you go. Homer would love that. How's that?
3: <laughs> and then we'll figure it out together exactly what's up.
1: Now, Bug Eater, you're going to make I the said, GABF, right? I think right? I'll try it. Give it a try and let us oh, yeah. know how it works out. I mean, uh, I would actually take JP's advice and call about the sheet and find out if it w- if it will convert itself. And then I would do it and uh, let us know it, how it worked out for you. Why are you oh, thinking about you. using those even instead of just using some roasted barley to do it? Just to be strange. <laughs> I thought that about you.
8: I, I mean, I made a beer using carrots last spring.
1: Yeah, that's right. I think I remember that story.
8: If you,
4: if you roast malt it's not going to convert no, that's no, the bottom no, that, line that, that's so that's right, if he's that's looking right. for some sort of conversion from a roasted product whether it's oat or anything barley it's not going to convert okay so if no, you want to roast your own malt at home I would use a pale malt or a Munich malt or a crystal malt and put it in the and and, and put it in the oven and, in a, and and spread it out there and put it in there for at 450 degrees for 15 minutes and you'd be fine.
8: <laughs> yep, I'll give it a try and see what happens
1: Give it a go And then you it tell us, Bug Eater That's what we want to know You tell us what happens Okay, I'll do that Alright, brother, you going to be at GABF again this year?
8: Oh, it certainly will
1: Alright, Well we'll see you there, my friend <laughs> Cheers Okay,
8: we'll see you right. Can you turn me on, please?
1: I, I did have you on, and then you just were giggling I was giggling you were giggling and slurping I don't giggle so or slurp angry. <laughs> Go ahead, now I've got you on Oh, I just wanted to make sure I was on. <laughs> this is going downhill fast, Homer. This is what we call the meltdown. And it's, it happens uh, usually at the end of every show. Occasionally it happens at the beginning. Uh, you got lucky that it didn't happen until the end of this show.
3: <laughs> That's a good thing.
1: <laughs> All right. Uh, 888-401-BEER. If you got any questions, you can hit the chat room and send them over. Let's talk a little barbecue with you. Since we got through the beer, we got through the history. Yeah. You're the barbecue guru, huh? Well.
3: Do want, <laughs> don't believe your press clippings. That's what I always say. Don't okay, all right. But I, I I can help you out. All right. Yeah. It, <laughs> I now, can do some
1: things. So yeah. you you had mentioned earlier you know, got a couple of secrets and a lot of your 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 big thing is is how to smoke different meats well, and uh, you got a few secrets about that.
3: The big thing is wood. Okay. Yeah. You know, being able to use different woods. Okay. And uh, one of the main woods I like to use when I'm smoking just about anything is um oak. Okay. But I like to use oak barrels. That have been used for wine. Oh, no, kids. So not just oak chips or anything, but... Uh, that's right. Because what happens is that flavor comes out of that. Yeah, no. And oh, it infuses into the meat.
1: That is such an awesome and so idea. therefore,
3: you want to take it like a stave of a barrel. Yeah. And you want to chip it up. And be able to toss it on. Just keep tossing on, tossing yeah. on. Yeah. And it's that smoke that's going to infuse flavor and taste into the meat. No,
1: JP just got an erection, I can yeah, tell, pretty over much. there. You thought oh, that was, okay. that's a great idea, that's isn't
3: great.
0: it? That's great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, do you do you soak them in water first before you use them? Or are you kind of one of those guys? A lot not? of
3: people like to soak them in water. I okay. don't. You don't? Why is that? Because I feel I'm going to get more smoke if I don't soak them in water. hmm they'll, they'll last longer. Yeah. If I soak them in water first. Okay. And so what I'll tend to do is I'll tend to just keep adding the oak to it. Mm-hmm. In that way, it, I've used water before with them, but I, I've always found that uh, not soaking them in water, I get a different uh, smoke character on
0: it. Out it is kind of a, I don't know, if it's swampy. Right is it's the right, smart. but it's kind of, um, yeah, it's kind of. A, well, it's, Sean, it's, unless you know, keep your mouth shut, please. Yeah. <laughs> <God> <laughs> Lord. Well, actually, adults are talking.
3: It's much more fragrant. Oh, swampy. Yeah, yeah. Okay.
1: What kind of a smoker do you use? Homer? Do you Use one of those R2D2 looking ones. I whole, have one th- of those. You do? You are talking can- about
3: one of the the the, um,
1: the canister right kind of
3: stand straight up? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I have I have a straight up and down one. Okay. And then I have a large one. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Just a fact of light. Okay. Wait, are I got you about smokers. <laughs> I got a large one. Homer's got a large one. That l- has horse. an offset. That has an offset firebox on it. <laughs> nothing like an offset firebox no there's nothing like
0: no. it in the world
1: I agree I think, with you
0: I think Homer's a fan of the meltdown
1: I've got <laughs> pictures of offset fireboxes all over my room oh
2: I can imagine <laughs>
0: so but
1: that is because the' the 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 upright one uses a, uh, a that uses water, water. Mm-hmm. and and then the offset firebox is something uh, completely different totally different yeah
3: in other words it's like a uh, it's like a big drum yeah with a offset firebox on it where, in other words, that's where the smoke is coming in at. Okay. And it's coming through the flue that's sitting on the...
1: Oh, okay. Yeah. Do you prefer one over
3: the other? Uh, each one does a different job. I'll use them for different things. Okay. You know, the the one with the offset firebox is great, I always feel, for uh, cooking ribs. Okay. You know, and also brisket. Yeah. And um, the one with the water smoker uh, is, is great for smoking turkeys. Oh, uh, okay. Huh. You know, if you're going to cook pork butt... Um, mm. It's either or. The, the, the offset, oh yeah. Right up your alley, in, Roger. <laughs> oh, literally. Up your alley. Right? Yeah. So, Homer, what do you.
4: So, do
7: you get high when you uh, smoke the pork butt?
4: Pork butt? <laughs> it's possible, I'm sure. What, so, what do you do in terms of like marinades or anything like that? Um, or you Use know. beer? Oh, uh, yeah. Because you've told Use me your beer. secret recipe.
3: Oh, yeah. Well, well. as far as so that's concerned. So you concerned, told
4: me not to tell anybody else about it.
3: That's right. I told I I you the did. secrecy, and you just told everyone. No, you
4: know? no, no, no. I will tell you a great story about Homer. One time he we, – we, so he has these events every once in a while over at the Oak Barrel, and we go over there and we drink beer or drink wine. There's one coming up for uh, the, the wine people at uh, in the end of the month or something like that at the Oak Barrel. And we'll sit around, and he'll smoke all these great meats. And at one time I said, come on, what's your marinade? What are you doing here? What, you know, what, what are you brining this hole with? And he said, I'll give it to you, but you can't tell anybody about it. Nah. And, and so he is. gave it to me, and One I wrote it down on a card from the oak barrel. And I did it at my parents' house. I showed my parents, you know, made it, made this, uh, he, he told me. He showed me. his parents. Yeah. No, 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 he no, 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 no. I will tell you. What I was in Southern <laughs> California. <laughs> and you trusted and, him. And I made this, I, I did the whole thing you told me about, you know, with the vinegar, and then I won't talk about it. But, uh, and they said, you have to give me this, you have to give me this, uh, this brine, this marinade. And I said, I can't do that because yeah. I was told not to do it. I think so to this lying, day, Homer. my friend, I'm going to shake your hand right now. I have not given anybody
0: going to shake your hand because when I shake I your hand, <laughs> it means I didn't tell
4: anybody.
2: It about lying.
3: <laughs> <laughs> so...
0: I think he's lying. But he already, was, you know, he already
3: mentioned the vinegar. You, I think he published which is, it in the 21A monthly. The, vin- the vinegar is the most important part. Is it? It is, well, you just said that. I didn't say that. Because I'm going to tell you. What, because, do you use, what do you use vinegar well, for? Vinegar breaks down the muscle yes. tissue of meat. I see. And also it helps to uh, tenderize. It.
0: Now, do you do apple cider vinegar? Do you white wine vinegar? Sometimes. <laughs> apple, it all do. depends.
3: Apple cider vinegar is oftentimes <laughs> used with <laughs> the pork butt. JP knows. To, yeah, you know. I have barbecue. Oh, Sully. yeah, I barbecue. I don't grill. But, you know, but the thing is, is wine vinegar. We'll really even break it down even more so. Really? And if you got a good strong wine vinegar.
1: Now, you're just talking about a a percentage of the marinade has to be this vinegar.
3: Well, that's, well, the thing is, you're going to rub it on the meat first.
1: You are, I see. By itself, just the
3: vinegar on the meat. On the meat.
7: So what percentage vinegar and then what comes after that?
3: Oh, a other, uh, the colonel said, "There's a few other spices." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> I mean, but the main spices are. I can tell you, there's garlic. Okay. You know, there's there's onion, there's paprika. Mm-hmm. You know, there's uh, oregano. I pretty much, I believe it, you're giving this away
0: right well, now. Well, pretty much, if you're barbecuing, there's there's your main like ten spices. That that's you correct. Use, right? Sure.
3: Yeah. yeah. I mean, there's there, there, there's you know you know cumin. Um, yeah. You know, a little brown sugar. Yeah. Oh yeah, I love right. brown sugar. You got to have that on there.
0: That's
4: yeah, a great song. Yeah. It is a good song, too. Okay. I That's wrote right. that song.
0: I when, use a little uh, powdered chocolate sometimes.
3: Yeah, powdered cocoa. That, but that'll get you in trouble.
1: Homer yeah. just looked at you like you're a big jerk. I know. No,
3: no, no no, 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 no. You're from Concord. Right. No, no, no.
1: Chocolate's all right. Yeah, <laughs> Why you will you can't it get do you in too trouble? Much. You, can't you can't do too much. Because it, uh, it's too much. I see.
3: Right. You don't want to become the overpowering taste. Sure. But, you know, everything in moderation. Yeah. You know, blending together When's your
4: next barbecue, Yes. Don't say it because we'll be there. I've oh, never we're gonna been be
3: cooking to you, in another hour. You said.
1: Yeah, we're gonna. But we don't have a smoker or anything. We got some marinated tri-tip though. Okay. We'll be doing that. Okay. I we're hope you put listen. some
3: garlic in that tri-tip.
1: I don't know. We'll have to talk to producer Shad about that. Yeah,
3: produce some garlic. In gotta there. slice that garlic, you know, and uh, cut that hose in there and poke it in. You what? hear that, Shad? <laughs> Multi important. Take this man's advice. All right. <laughs> I didn't get this big by just eating.
4: Uh, <laughs> yeah, and you're a lot smaller than you were before.
3: Uh, it has a lot of truth to it.
4: I heard you lost a pound or two, Homer.
3: Yeah, I had no choice. Yeah. Sooner or later, it catches up with
1: you. Yeah, it does, I yeah. guess. Yeah. Not a shame. Yeah. Well, drinking at 15, man.
3: <laughs> yeah, the well, man's yeah. Been, he's yeah. been making
1: beers since he was 15. What do you yeah. expect? It's gonna happen. He was either gonna be a linebacker or a homebrewer. <laughs> or a homebrewer. <laughs> yeah, that has a lot of truth to it. <laughs> <laughs> now, I met your I met your boys the other day. You got two sons. Oh yeah, you seen two of them. That's right. You got more than that.
3: That's oh, one other. He's back in New York. He was just out here uh, went back a couple days ago.
1: Any of those guys brewers? No. They don't, huh? No. It's that generation skip you're talking that about. That generation skip. They don't want yeah, anything to do. It's kind
3: of funny. With... One just other day about coming down and brewing a batch of beer. So Is that right? We'll see what
1: happens. All right. Yeah. Wow, they never got into it or anything.
3: No, right? they all brewed beer once. Okay, okay. And they, they all brewed beer once. They passed chemistry. Ah, I see. After they pass chemistry, they stopped brewing beer. They were done with that. Yeah. How about football? Are they into football? Oh, no. Yeah. No, no, no. Are oh, they wow. beer drinkers? Nothing. They're beer drinkers. They are. Okay. Well, Two are beer drinkers. Yeah. One
1: now, is. when I say beer drinkers, you know what I mean, right? Like I'm not talking or, about the like big three. Weiser, yeah. I'm talking about craft beer.
3: Uh, yes.
1: A drink that one of them j- does. So you trained good them pretty beer. well. Hmm? One of them does drink good beer.
3: Oh, no, saying. no. Actually, three of my children drink good beer. Okay. One drinks no beer at all. Oh, I see. No, okay. he just refuses. Well, he'll have a drink every now and then.
0: But okay. How many children do you think Homer has? Because right now, listening to it, I think he has like ten.
1: Well, because it starts at out with like or two, or and then there was I, three, I and all of, of a sudden the there's four. Th- I'm <laughs> taking
4: seven by the end of this conversation.
3: Hey, listen, I got rid of the other four wives, okay? <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, JP, how many children do you have
4: yeah. that we don't
3: uh, know about?
0: None, and I want to keep it that way. Uh,
4: none
3: that he knows
0: about. Exactly. Knock on wood. Okay. But
3: I do have four children and one wife. Four
1: kids and one that's wife. Right. Good for you. Yeah. Better than the other way around. You yeah. got that right. Because <laughs> then you'd be a big mess.
2: <laughs> so, oh. so let me... You'd uh, sound
1: like Roger. He'd be miserable all the time. <laughs> what the hell did I do? I'm just sitting here. I know. That's
4: why you deserve to be picked on. <laughs> <laughs> so when does the wine season
3: start up for you guys down there? Uh, wine season this year, I believe, is going to start about... Oh, Probably the end of August. Okay. I say the last week of August. And it August. runs till when? And it'll run until end of October. Okay. Yeah.
1: Busy time for you guys, huh? Oh yeah. I'd love to have you come on and talk wine with us. Because yes. It sounds like you really know a lot about the the wine department as well.
3: Oh, I know a few people in the wine industry.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I mean, do you brew more a brew? Do you make more wine <laughs> than you do <laughs> brew beer
3: right now? I probably can say right now I do make more wine. Than wine you do is
1: incredible. Beer. Now, what about your wife? Does she drink your wine or your beer?
3: Uh, she'll only drink what she wants to drink. I see. And my wife. It's a very cryptic I answer. Better, I, that's right, because I better bring home the right thing for her. <laughs> yeah. And I better make the right wine for her.
1: Okay. Yeah. But if you do make the right wine, she'll she'll drink oh, it. Oh yeah, she will drink it. Okay. Oh, yeah. Well, that's good to know, because it, well, you don't want that all going to waste. Although it sounds like that shop is pretty busy. You got people coming in there drinking your wine and beer
3: all the time. Oh, yes. <laughs> None of it goes to waste. Yeah. I can guarantee you that much.
1: <laughs> All right, any more barbecue tips that uh, we can get from you before we go?
3: Yeah, yeah, Roger
7: any other? Yeah, actually, I have a question. Uh, I did a 24-hour brisket because clearly I have, <laughs> right Cause Cause no, I have nothing better to do with my life Why did you do it for
3: 24 hours?
7: Because I have nothing better to do with my life right now, Homer. What temperature did you cook it at? It was about 200. About or what's it? It was about 200, <laughs> 220. It would creep up. Don't.
1: Omar wants to know.
7: But yeah. uh, it was really, really dry. Uh, basically, well, you I think could it. Uh, I should have put tin foil under it to keep no. all the.
3: What happens is you want to cook it halfway. You know, halfway about 195 in okay. the smoker. In the smoker. Okay. And then you want to pull it out the smoker and then wrap it in tin foil. Okay. Then put it back into the smoker and finish out the smoking. Okay.
7: Yep. Uh uh-huh. Cooked it too you long. You
3: see, and what happens is you cooked it too long. You know. I
0: had nothing better to do.
3: That's normally great. normally uh, a brisket anywhere between twelve to eighteen hours. Twelve to
0: eighteen? Okay. Right. What is it like a uh, um an hour a pound or what two hours a pound? Um, some rule general rule. Right. Of thumb. There,
3: there's a general rule of rule of know, thumb. You know, pounds per hour and so yeah. forth. But the best rule of thumb is pulling it out and playing with it.
0: <laughs> Wait, are we still talking about... You know, I can stand behind that. <laughs>
3: I'm going to go ahead and
1: vouch for that yeah. uh, right now. That's a great rule of palm. I don't know a lot, but I do know... The rule of palm is... That the rule of palm is uh, pull it out and play with it? Absolutely. That's
7: right. So you yeah. are just playing with the meat.
3: That's right. In other words, play with the meat, sort of bend it over, and see how it see how it flexes. Yeah. And that tells you whether or not it's uh, done. You really. want to
4: keep it moist, oh, yeah. though, right, while you're doing that. Oh, though. you got to flexing
3: it. You have to base it the whole time. Yeah. you can't, you can't play with it. You can't well, play with it dry. You're gonna, you're gonna uh, it.
4: somebody will get hurt. Stephanie, it's too much heat. All I'm that really
5: right. confused.
4: Uh, yeah, well,
5: Sully has a lot of different rules for his meat. <laughs> so oh,
0: she's very good. It has cares. to be in a pink dress.
5: <laughs> he told me to play with it.
1: Do you want me to turn her mic off now, Sully, or just let her go?
0: Let <laughs> her go. You have to slam it in the door jam. Oh. Uh, he, Hit it with a cloth He side gave of the you hammer. different instructions?
5: Much. Well, I'm not a meat eater. Uh huh.
0: So.
2: Sully,
4: I, I, I'm, I'm, a meat meat meat. I'm sorry. He rules
5: so. bro. You gotta quote unquote on Wait, when, when he laid down on the kitchen floor, was that wrong?
4: <laughs> that was not wrong. At home, we have to call it something else besides meat. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's my
5: it's
2: tofu. It's my tofu
0: roll. It's <laughs> <laughs> it's to. Toenus.
5: <laughs>
0: Tofenus. There you go.
5: Sorry, I'm, I'm just trying to be honest. I'm, I'm confused about the barbecue.
1: No, we appreciate your honesty. So, Sully does especially. When he laid down
5: on the carpet and said, check my meat, yeah. I, I wasn't supposed to check his meat.
1: Well, I don't know how to answer that, to be quite honest. I think you What
0: were, carpet are we talking about? I think
1: you were supposed to.
5: But because it was an organic chicken, it was supposed to be a, a bit pinker than usual, right?
4: Yeah. So, yes. did you choke it? Yeah. Well, the, the no, there'll be another one next week. Don't worry.
0: <laughs> <laughs> once once daddy's pills get in from the mail, there'll be another one.
1: <laughs> daddy's. That's <laughs> disgusting with these two. You can't say that. Sure I can't. Ah, <laughs> uh, the meltdown ensues. Oh, <clears throat> okay. Now, listen. Back to the serious d- business of... Uh,
3: I tried to be serious, I but know no one did. was listening. No, of smoking I meat.
1: know it. Welcome to the yeah. <laughs> to the, the, the fun show. house. <laughs> well, he was trying to help you though, Roger. The point
7: was you did uh, you cooked it too long. I, yeah, I yeah. cooked my meat too long. So yeah. I, yeah. Now
1: that, what's the point? What but does it, the when you take it out and then you put it back and now you've got it wrapped in the foil, the foil? what is does that do? The
3: foil in the juices. Oh, I see. And so that way you're maintaining moisture. Oh, so and also it's, it's sweating in there. Yeah. So it's going to keep the meat moisturized.
1: Okay. Well, that makes sense. But you can't go 24 hours. That's just you, nobody does that. That's
3: crazy. Time. Well, 24 hours is too long. It's normally 18. Yeah. Okay. You know, for a full size, between 18 and 12. hours. And that's indirect heat, though, right? That's all indirect yeah. heat. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely.
2: Okay.
7: Yeah. No, that was right on the grill, man. Oh, <laughs> you kept
3: out on the grill yeah. for. <laughs> so it was probably you know shriveled
0: up to
7: nothing.
3: Yeah, all, yeah. The, all
0: the fat probably dripped out.
4: Like I love the fact six. that I, I love the fact that all like the southern like you I love know, the fact that the, the podcast listeners
0: are like going JP. <laughs> they know. You think I'm saying on something wrong? <laughs> on the grill? On the grill? I don't grill. JP I mean, doesn't I grill. I grill sometimes. You're
1: a, you're a heck a of a barbecuist. I don't know what the term would be. Um, I prefer pit master. <laughs> 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 I could find uh, JP, let me tell you, you are one hell of a pit master. <laughs> tell you something.
0: <laughs> yeah, I do all right. You eat those olives <laughs> fine. what's going on. Yeah. <laughs> all
1: right. All right. A little lonely I speed. think that's going to do it, folks. Uh, Homer, listen, I really appreciate you coming out. I got one more... Uh, Hello, to you from another professional brewer. Before we uh, get out of here, got this one guy who uh, wished he could be here. Sent this to you.
11: Hey, this is Christian, uh, brewer over at Triple Rock Brewing Company, and I just got to say, Homer, thank you for everything. Uh, you're a true friend. You're a, you're a great brewer and winemaker, and an excellent barbecuer. Um, love it when love hanging out with you guys and hanging out with you over at Oak Barrel, and yeah, I just I can't say I can't say enough how much you, how much you've inspired me and how much you mean to me in in my brewing and and that i appreciate all the advice that you give me over the years um just through the years i've known you um when i just started out at triple rock not knowing anything to where to where i'm at now um i couldn't honestly i couldn't have done that without you and uh yeah i again just cannot express how much that means to me you're a great friend and thank you for everything you've done
2: there you
3: go hey
11: that's too kind of
3: Christian He saying, was really nice, but he sounded kind of loaded. <laughs> no, you know what? what he, he wasn't was at all.
1: Actually, I could tell. Uh, Christian took this real seriously, yeah. and he he really wanted to make sure. I was like, I'm just doing, you know, these short clips, and he really wanted to make sure that he said what he meant to say. Yeah. Um, and and that it was really important to him. And I could tell. You should have seen the look yeah. on his face, Homer. He really wanted to. If he was like, listen, if I only got like a minute or so, I mm. want to say what I really
4: mean to say. Uh, so he he was definitely it was definitely from the heart. Oh yeah, he I truly
3: saying. do appreciate it from my heart. That's right. So,
4: well, to this day, Good still man. professional brewers like myself. I mean, I have. I mean, I haven't said anything to tonight, but besides, you know, buffoonery with uh, JP here. But I will say this to you right now: that uh, uh, when I have been in a quagmire and I have not been able to get an answer from anybody, who says quagmire? <laughs> Only Sully. Sean says he's quagmire. In a, he's in a moment. Oh, hold on a second here. I've got my Coors Light in a <laughs> goblet right now. You want me to mute everybody? Yes, please. No, 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 no. Uh, I drove my buggy. <coughs> uh Then I will say this: that there are times when you need help, and you need you need a, a response from somebody who knows what you're talking about. Or, and you have been that man uh time and time again. And I will uh, I will thank you for that, my friend.
3: Oh no, pleasure. Cheers. Mine. Thank
4: you. So, that's very. And this thank, is, you,
3: thank you. Now this is the. St- I've
1: just met you, Homer. You know, a few weeks ago. But uh, this is the stuff I've heard about you yes. ever since uh, someone gave me the first suggestion. Hey, if you if you need a guest on the show, Homer's your guy. You go talk to him. And a lot of the pros around here have, have kind of grown up with you and uh, grown up themselves as as, as brewers. So uh, as a lot of people really wanted to chime in and make sure they said
3: that to you. Yeah, well, I've al- I've always said it's a lot of great people in this industry. Yeah. And uh, to be a part of it uh, truly is a privilege. It's an honor, you know, and I and I respect every last one of them. Yeah, Yeah, you know, and to me, they're all like brothers. That's and that's awful. how I look at it. It's a it's a brother fraternity.
1: Sure. Yeah.
4: That really is. It's a brotherhood of. And beer we eat many. And, uh, I mean, even people that haven't even chimed in on the show, like Peter Light down at Coast Range, or Patty Geffen up at uh, when he was up at Moylands, and and all that. I mean, there's people out there that uh, that are have been inspired and have been you know part of the whole beer and beer community from the get go. And you've been there to sort of help us along, and and uh, well. It sounds like you're gonna win like an Oscar right now. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna hand you, a, give you an Oscar. We need, you know what we need? We need like really sad music right now. Like, I do. Da, yeah. da, da. <laughs> so, but I mean, all I mean, and all kidding aside, that's I mean, this band has been incredible, and all of you out there in podcast land should be all privileged one day to come and 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 drink wine and beer and have barbecue at the Oak Barrel. It's an experience, and uh, and uh, yeah, it, it's an experience. It's an experience. I was just saying, and thinking on top of the hill, and looking down on the world of craft beer, Uh and I saw a shining light, (laughs) and it was Homer, Homer Smith, from the Oak Barrel. (laughs) And he has... It was a big light. (laughs) And it was a huge light, (laughs) an immense light, and we have all gathered at his cloth, (laughs) and we have touched the felt, and we have felt his wisdom. (laughs)
0: deep and, inside of us
4: and carried it on in not a weird JP way but in a way where we have gone on and it's
0: totally manly
4: to great success <laughs> and gone home to our wives uh, and, and loved them and loved them
0: <laughs> this, unlike that,
1: JP that stemmed from Homer?
4: turn the volume up please I've done a lot of things but I don't know if I've done that <laughs> I'm just saying at the end of the day it all me kind of horny and all, corny and all that oh Shut me off, shut me off. Sully's mic is Who's done. i with Sully tonight. <laughs> uh, we'll talk Sound about
5: like it later. Homer. later it's not
3: Homer.
1: Yeah. <laughs> uh, listen, only on this session can we screw up even a good tribute to
4: a guy like I Homer. I was doing okay oh. for 15 seconds there. <laughs> you want to try, JP?
0: Uh, I, Sure, I mean, I can try. <laughs> Actually, I have like a legitimate Am I even on? Yes. Okay. Uh, I have like a, a oh, legitimate you're on. question. So. Homer's been around for you know 35 years, right? He's, he's seen been the, around. He's seen the evolution of this thing. Is there? Do you think there's one or two things that that brewers maybe uh, are too worried about now that you think that you think are getting over technical, like home brewers? Roger, shut up! No, don't just
7: even make, say. It. Make sure you sanitize the spoon before it goes into the boiling water. <laughs> okay,
3: <laughs> that's correct, and that's 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 why. I mean, he hit it on. The, he hit the nail on the head, right? Really? There. Is that something? Oh, see, done that that Because because. Whatever you're going to stick into the boiling pot, you don't have to worry about. Yeah. It's afterwards. Didn't know that yeah. before. You know, and, and, and so many will ask that question. You know, really? And so many will say, well, you know, I cleaned everything. Sure. I even, like you said, I even cleaned the spoon and sanitized before I put it into the boiling pot. <laughs>
0: We've, Roger and I both and did like, that.
3: Well, good for you. <laughs> yeah, what a waste right. of time. <laughs> but that's just... You know, that's, that's called that learning curve. Sure. Yeah.
1: And everyone, you know, we've all had right. to go through that too. Mm-hmm. I'm still, uh, right in the, I'm, I'm like at the 90 degree angle part yeah. of my curve. <laughs> like right where it,
4: where it goes around that corner. If you were on a stage though, and you were playing a tambourine, would you lend it to me? <laughs> now
1: that's a good question,
4: Homer. You know, we're like you know rock. Like out if you are playing
1: drums, you're playing so drums. Well, I was playing drums, and you I had a full kit. Room. And you had a tambourine. You were you, you could have given it to Sully so that he could stand there and play on the stage with us. And would you, still you lend, lend you it to me? You still
2: had
4: a
3: hi hat. Oh yes, I lend, oh, oh, right. oh, yeah. I lend it to him. You lend it to him. Oh yeah, I lend it
4: to him. Thank you. And I turn around and walk away. Well, yeah, you know, I wanted to do that too, but I was looking for the tambourine.
3: Snap.
0: Oh, dear. I think we should have Homer back just to talk about the old days. I know. That's, that's what I'm uh, saying. I mean, I could you know, just the sit and, and about, <laughs> well, see, no names, so. The old days could get
3: us <laughs> in trouble. Well, with no name, A lot of things went around in the old days. Well, I'll tell you
1: what, Homer. That's the part we didn't even get into. <laughs> like that's what I'm talking beer about. And, and stuff like
4: oh, that. Yes.
3: You now no, he could
4: talk about music. He must have gotten in trouble. Well, no, Licker. I didn't get in trouble. No?
3: But I know I walked into one deal one time. Uh-oh. It was a drug deal gone bad. I'm not going to name this particular brewery. Oh, it was 20, at a brewery. 21A. Oh, <laughs> 2 <six feet. laughs> Yeah, I was there to purchase some grain. Okay. And some, some green or some grain? Some grain. grain. No, green. I didn't eat the green. No, 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 no. <laughs> some hops? I went there to purchase some grain, and uh, I knocked on the door, and the guy opens up the door and says, what do you want? And so I want to see so-and-so. And he says, he says, who is it? And I says, he says, uh, what's your name? I says, Homer. He says, oh, let Homer in. Oh, let Homer in. Let Homer in. <laughs> yeah. And so I walk in the door. I never, I walked in the door. It's like. Ten people sitting, standing in his room. Yeah. And there's one guy sitting at the desk. And on top of his desk is Palters money, about yay high. Oh, are you kidding me? Oh, at a brewery. Oh, and I said, yay, I said, I said, oh man, I said about three feet. I, says, I just came by to see you about this grain. I said, and uh, I tell you what, why don't I come back another time? I see you guys are busy, <laughs> so I'll talk to you guys all later. Yeah. And they all said, okay, cool. <laughs> <laughs> I turned around and I got out of there. Oh yeah. Okay. And, cool. Oh. There was all this, this power of money sitting on, And then there's these other things over on this other desk. And I said, I said, thank God I got out of here. Yeah. Oh, You're like, I didn't know they made snow in breweries, too? Yeah. That's a lot of gypsum. That was a brewery that didn't last that long. long, oh, long. I we bet. won't get into that either. What the brewery
0: didn't last long, but the uh, trafficking sure did.
3: It's oh. like a shave ice party going on in here.
1: <laughs> oh, you must have a lot of good stories from uh, just coming up. and uh, that's, that's funny. Well, uh, the store is in Berkeley. Remember that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, we got to have you back, Homer. I'd love it. I'd love to have you back. Talk about some more of the of the old times talk about wine with us. Uh, we've actually never done an official wine show, mm-hmm. and so I think I'd really like to have you help That's us out. That's because with that, I won't
4: uh, lend you my tambourine. If you're interested? <laughs>
0: we should do Sorry. a barbecue too, where we we have a barbecue before. Yeah. And then come on the air and, and eat and talk about it. And
1: you got to come in when you're allowed to have a beer with us, yeah. too, Homer. Oh, yeah. Definitely. You know, Definitely. Next time, we'll plan it accordingly. Definitely. I'll call your doctor ahead of time. No problem. I'll schedule the show with him.
3: If we need to schedule a show of smoking, we'll <laughs> yeah. schedule a show of smoking. Doc, ah, look, you don't understand
0: we're who this guy is, okay? He needs to have a beer, so do whatever he takes <laughs> Yeah, and get it's, back to Just him. get
1: back to me. Yeah. Give me your doctor's number before you
3: leave. Don't worry, yeah. he's a home brewer and a winemaker. Oh,
1: is that oh, right? Nice. Oh, so he feels your He knows he what he's asking pain. for <laughs> oh, when he oh says yeah. you can't oh, have yeah. a beer. You got that right. <laughs> no, he feels my pain. All right. Well listen, Homer, I appreciate a lot. It's been great no, to have you. the pleasure was mine. All right. Appreciate everything. All right. Yeah. And uh thanks on the behalf of uh, the whole industry. These guys really you mean a lot to them. So thank you for doing well, the show. They mean a lot to me. Okay. What's your favorite part about beer? Just beer in general, the whole business, beer, everything. Tell me your favorite thing.
0: Peeing it out.
1: <laughs> JP's yeah, answer.
3: Actually, well, the favorite thing is being able to share. It. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Being able to share. All right. You know, share a taste of different beers uh, with individuals and, and get feedback from them exactly what they think about it. You hear that? That's, that's really, that's the most important part of it to
2: me. Yeah,
7: yeah.
1: Yeah, I think you're. I think just that that community involved in sharing everything and mm-hmm. being able to talk about it. You're right.
0: Yeah. Well, it's great. I mean, you know, you and I think that we're, uh, you know, we're pretty cool and hardcore because we're we're in this industry, right? For, we do. You know, we're, yeah. We know this is a passion. This dude's been 35 years. I know. That's passion. Yeah. I mean, for the same stuff, talking to people about beer and sharing beer.
4: You're like a sperm. Now he's the Johnny Cash of uh, <laughs> brewing beer. Yeah, that's what Homer is. He just hasn't given anybody the finger yet. I'm waiting for JP uh, to sure, get yeah. it. <laughs> I think no, going to get it by the end of the
2: night. <laughs>
0: <laughs> he keeps it up. Why? <laughs> what? Why, what did I do? What did I ever do?
2: Anybody. <laughs>
1: All right, we are out of here. Homer, thanks very much. I really appreciate it. Thank you. All right, oakbarrel.com, www.oakbarrel.com, or you can click the icon right on our home page. He's under our featured guest, and I'll leave it up there for a week or two, actually, so you guys can get to it. You can find Homer at the shop. What are you there all week long, I'd imagine, huh? Yeah, normally Tuesday through Saturday. Tuesday through Saturday. All right, so you can always go down and find Homer if you're local. If you want to call the shop, uh, I'm sure he'd be more than happy to talk to you and... Uh, Answer any of your homebrew questions. It's a good shop. He's a good guy, and he spent a lot of time with us today. We appreciate that. We'll have you back to do the wine show and maybe some smoking. Sounds
3: like a winner. Yeah,
1: that sounds like a, a lot of fun to me. All right, everybody, thank you for tuning in. I had a lot of fun doing today's show. Sully, Roger, thanks for coming and hanging out with us. Really appreciate it.
7: No problem. Thanks for having
1: me. Yeah, no. Pro- well, you got time. I guess we'll have you back next week, huh? Yeah,
7: I got nothing better to do. <laughs>
2: and the week after, and the yeah, week yeah, after I might be smoking a brisket
7: for eighteen hours.
1: <laughs> <laughs> good idea. Well, bring that thing over. Yeah. Sully, have yourself a safe ride home. You and Stephanie. I'm hanging out on the uh, good. Hang I'm out with us, out. but even still, you know, later on, you know, don't fall. I know you guys are top heavy. Uh,
5: <laughs> <laughs>
1: but, uh, what? Me or Stephanie
5: Vespa, this week.
1: Steph, thanks for uh, rocking the chat room for
5: us. It was fun.
1: Thanks, Chatters, for hanging out in there. JP, I don't know. Thanks for something. Hey,
0: you're welcome for the
1: things. (laughs) (laughs) Motor and uh, John Foster, moral support from uh, Beerschool.com. Go check it out. Uh, John Foster reminded us in the forum today that uh, the podcast awards are out. You can go to Podcastawards.com. Vote for your favorite podcasts. I'm sure that whoever your favorite podcast is uh, would enjoy being. Able to publicize that they got an award for doing whatever it is they
4: the did. Thebrewingnetwork.com. Yeah, so,
0: uh, Lunch, can meat.
1: Podcastawards.com. You can uh, submit your favorite podcast, and then once they narrow them down, you got to go back and like vote for them and stuff. I think it's that's a whole work. It's a whole thing. Huh?
5: And the chat room wants, Homer, anytime you want to come around and barbecue or brew and beer, they would love to have
1: you. <laughs> Any one of them. The chat room. No anybody. Problem. No problem. <laughs> they I all know. took a liking to Ah, uh-huh. uh, That's cool. I think it was, I'll tell you what, man, that, uh, yeah. That whole beginning part, just finding out about how things are different, man. Oh,
0: that was really interesting. I really want to see I, it. I, I, That could be two shows. Yeah, it
1: could have been two shows. All
0: right, everybody. Uh, tune in next
1: week. I have no idea what's happening, but I will update <laughs> you as soon as I know. Lunch Visit the store, Friday? and uh, we do have lunch meet on what? Friday. Nice. Yeah, we'll be on 12 to 1 this Friday, live, lunch meet JP will, J-P will J-P get J-P paid. Until Friday. Uh, books, podcasts, and shirts available through the store. Hit the store button on the main page. You can get a signed book from Jameel. Buy, brew, your own Magazine by clicking the link right there on our site. It's a big red banner. It says Brew Your Magazine. That helps us out. And click those ads that rhyme with frugal. Thanks, everybody. We will see you next time. <laughs>